Globetrotters, this is yet another week in the beautiful month of black exploitation movies. We're educators, Griff. That's we're what edu- we do. I gotta say, I'm very excited. We're for investigative this. journalists. We're educators, and somehow we entertain at the same time. I don't know how we do the three because most mm-hmm. people can't do three things at once. Right. Most people can't do one thing at once. Here we are. Me and Marie are both knitting nice sweaters for each other because that's what we do. We well, yeah, we got cold last week. We had, we were shirtless. We said you know on our tippy tap we were shirtless. And yep. I we, we were shirtless. We got, we're worried about COVID. We're like, we don't get. I got to chill. We were shirtless, and also I had to edit out that audio of my furnace breaking during that. So <laughs> that we was had nice. I didn't want to hear that. Very <laughs> erect nipples uh, during <laughs> that recording. Was, yeah, it was a dark episode. No camera was on as usual. <laughs> 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 it's too much. We want people to hear our voices, not. Drinking our bodies. Well, right. That's the thing. We want you to love us for our minds, not our bodies. And we do action pot or uh, movies and everything where you're used to drinking and the heroes. We would be the heroes, and right. it's just it's too much. I just, like I said on that tippy tap. I don't want to brag, but we are sex gods. I we mean, are. It's just. I'm, it's, just uh, it's our life. All right. We're just explaining our life to you people. It's just. It's too much. It's yeah. too much. It is. We're, we know exactly what Mr. Jonathan's going through. You, I mean, you, sometimes we want a woman to love us for our mind. That's why we don't film it, like you just said. I. We don't even. We get all these filthy letters. Oh my god, Griff! All oh, the filthy. We need letters. to do an episode. Where we just read the letters. Just the letters. I'll give oh you a, a little snippet. <laughs> I had one where they, this this I, I don't know who it was. They didn't leave a name. They just left a uh, lipstick print on it. Oh, that's but classic. anyone could do that. Yeah. Uh, but they were talking about walking around my mustache like it was a hay field or something. I was like, oh, that sounds awful. Like I got hay fever. So you know. Well, it must have been that uh, ASMR we did a few weeks earlier that got him really. Oh, that mustache ASMR yeah. probably. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah I, I, think I think they so. they they knew it was yours. That must have been it, yeah. because my voice does not ASMR anybody. No one's getting tingles from this voice. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, we just got a lot of creeps who love us, but hey. That's, that's the world. Love somebody. We were talking about it. How do we solve this problem in America where we just love celebrities? Like, we're willing to die for celebrities, you know? We're willing to fuck them and then realize 20 years later that might have been a bad idea. Are we talking about Marilyn Manson? We're talking about Marilyn Manson. We're talking about all the rock stars of the early days. We're talking about all the fucking ring rats that were fucking doing blowjobs behind the dumpster. (laughs) You know? No, those girls kept their mouth shut. They enjoyed it. Uh, All all you ring rats in the Carolinas, I appreciate you. (laughs) Good for you. You're probably a grandmother now. You suck Ric Flair's dick behind a dumpster. I mean, if I Good was in the you. sucking dick, I'd probably be pretty fucking stoked if I sucked Rick Rick Flair's dick. Yeah. I don't know about Dusty, but Ric Flair's <laughs> dick, yeah. You see Rick Dusty's dick. He's fat. <laughs> <laughs> he can hold on. Never mind. Never mind. How does this have to do with Cleopatra Show? I don't know. We're just we're riffing here. Ramble on. Ramble on. Hey, let's not bring up. This, yeah, uh, not, this isn't his month. This is Black Exploitation Month. Right. So we got uh, Tamara... Tamara Dobson. Dobson. Wonderful. Not anywhere in my uh, stratosphere. So I was very happy to get to know her in this movie. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I was shocked to know she did so few movies. I thought she did a lot more. But no, she's only in like five or six movies. That was her whole career. Very unfortunate. A lot of the people... You know why? Like, she refused to do nudity. That... 
God bless her. She was very much. I'd say more God bless Pam Greer because she always did nudity. Wonderful outfits. You'll have to reach out to Tammy and see how she felt about uh, all the outfits that she wore. Yeah, I was, I was, I was like, man, we could really use her just for this. I have to imagine the aforementioned Dusty Rhodes took a lot of influence from a lot of these outfits because she is wearing the furs everywhere, like various furs. Yeah, it's like hundred oh. degrees out. Still got the fur on. Yeah. Great headwear too. She had that one hat that yeah, had like the very the ring. Yeah, it was, was like separate? she was wearing a scarf on her head. I thought at first it was a hat. It was no, it was a scarf with a little brim. That's right. And she, yeah, the brim was just like a headband or something that she put over it. Yeah. But it fit like a bit. That was very, very interesting. Very creative. Very creative. Very interesting. Uh, this movie does a great job of being very simple, and yet. Very interesting. That's what I love about black exploitation because they're all very dis- – they get to the point. That's what I love about most of these action movies because it's just like there's one road. We're just going to go straight down it. Right. Uh, so this is one of those movies. And everyone along the way – I love the neighborhood. They do such a good job of having like the, just like the people on the streets. They get kind of the vibe of the 70s. You know, you have – unemployment rates going up and everything so it's like they they do such a good job of capturing everybody and all the kids hustling for a couple bucks i used to do that shit i used to be like oh is, are, is, subtly threaten people yeah okay yeah you gotta subtly threaten them i'd be scared if you yeah threaten me. bunch of 10 year olds you don't know which one of them's been eating at vinnie's and it's just got a shit any moment you <laughs> know shit right on your corvette exactly that, that ain't good so yeah if you can hustle a buck or two out of them i mean who shit on my mag wheels murray you're you're our uh exchange converter money converter guy so a dollar and 73 would be like 19 dollars today Ten thousand. Ten thousand. So yeah, yeah, those kids made a cool ten thousand just by not shitting on our car. <laughs> That's just smart. But this is. I'm um, glad they figured out a way to make a, a Vinny a Vinny Deuce positive. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Make lemons from lemonade, <laughs> or make lemonade from lemons. <laughs> so this is maybe only like our second or third uh, black exploitation movie where they actually had a black writer. Yeah, the we don't great, come across the that great too often. Max Julian, star of the Mac, one of my favorite. Mm. That might be my favorite black exploitation movie. We're gonna have to do that one well, of these years. Yeah. Not maybe. doing it this year, but we'll we might do it next year. Yeah, maybe next year. That'd be a good one. So that that was pretty cool to find out. I also found out the director who worked with Huggy in the past. Huggy, I can't remember Antonio Fargus. Antonio Fargus. He worked on uh, Starsky and Hutch. He directed what uh, IMDb. My deep, deep research of IMDb. Our research crew, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. They they got the whip, and they found that information for me. So they'll get a treat later. But they, uh, IMDb considered this one episode to be the worst episode. And apparently there's a consensus here on this being the worst episode of Starsky and Hutch. It was a pilot for a potential spinoff for Huggy, where he teamed up with a white like uh, police officer, different guy apparently than Starsky and Hutch, and he was doing the Starsky and Hutch thing with yeah. this guy. Yeah, and so that was considered to be the worst. Well, we might have Starsky. to do that one. We, we, we'll judge. That's ourselves. a good point. I think we maybe, do. Maybe we'll do a, a special black exploitation tippy tap this month. Maybe we will. You'll have to wait and see. Yep. So we got that color for town, and then we got uh, you. You already mentioned you didn't like the actress for the villain here. How did I, you like the villain, though? Well, no, I, she was uh, interesting. She's a, a Nazi and a lesbian, mm-hmm. and uh, 
Oscar, first I was going to say Oscar award-winning actress Shelley Winters, who obviously needed a paycheck. Uh, interesting character, I'll say that much. I kind of liked her. I kind of liked uh, how you worked in like the woman leader. I was I I I'm, I don't know. It was it was mommy. Cool. Is what she's called? That was a little weird. Well, the whole her whole scene was weird. I loved her three like boy henchmen. I wonder if you're you know Futurama, right? Uh, I've seen it. Yeah. I wonder if they do you know about the character in that mother? Vaguely, yeah, kind of. One of the big evil uh, characters of Futurama's name is Mother. And she has three dingus sons, who she considers sons, oh. that do her bidding. So I, I don't, I've never looked it up. I wonder if that was a reference it to this, be. because she has like were her, they her sons? No, they weren't. Okay, but she were. I think she was mother, so I think she referred to them as her sons. Yeah, but yeah, she had the three dingus sons. The one was a complete fuck up, Tony, baby Tony, baby Tony. Who, when I saw that disheveled, insane hair. I was like, that was Griff long COVID I, I'm hair. I'm glad you said that. I was getting Griff vibes off this That was yeah. me, long COVID, weird. Yeah. My hair does not grow long. And <laughs> it was making me laugh so hard. Yeah, and then we had Zap, who looked like uh, John Belushi. Okay. And, and then we had Bruce. Brucey. Yeah, he was like the distinguished He was the accountant. One. He had a British accent. So yep. He was distinguished. He, w- he handled the money. Maybe Tony, I think, had a British accent, too. It was, it was weird. Tony had a, I think I want to say, a, a Chalkney accent? <laughs> Chockney? I don't think that. Did you notice Tamara had kind of a weird accent going? Like sometimes it sounded like she was trying to do like a British accent, and then sometimes she just sounded normal. It was weird. I don't know what she was trying Who? with it. Tamara Dobson. Oh, Tamara Dobson. Okay, I'm. I'm like, are you talking about Cleo? Yeah, Cleo went in and out of different voices. Like, like it wasn't like a, it wasn't a, a British accent. It was like you know that it's that Shakespearean accent. Like yes, acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, you know when I imagine yeah. him like. Making fun of himself in Star Trek. That's the voice I hear. Right. Oh, man. Great. Uh, so the film, yeah, pretty good. I love her henchman. I love the fact that she is subtly gay. <laughs> subtly gay. I love that she had an army of German whores. Yeah. Like every scene, there was a new one, and they all had, like, hot pants on. They all had. They were all, all hot. Something that was intriguing to the eye that wasn't lingerie. I love that touch. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm gonna have I'm gonna try to get a clip of it. I'll send it your your way, Tim. And of yeah. course, I'm gonna put it up on Instagram. But that that butt squeeze, <laughs> little handshake thing she does, yeah. and the camera gets real close to her hand. It was like <laughs> I don't get it. And that's right. Who did the music video with the? Is that Wasp? <laughs> no, it was Rat. Rat. I yeah. want to know. I'm what still asking. By the way, I God, well, I, I can't remember what the video was, but there was. That, yeah. that hand gesture that fucking creepy kid does, yeah. please. If you know, tell the me. The finger lick flick. Lay it down is the video. Go watch that. To the very end, kid does a hand gesture. That was our first episode. I still have not gotten a clue as to what that means. I, I, Can someone get in contact with Rat, please? Please, someone, get get a hold of uh, contact. Before we go to our trailer, real quick, we fucked up last week. We forgot to mention every Black Exploitation Month. You know we like to play, you know, a nice little reverse trick on our uh, our white folk out here who oh, you know, the racist ones that like say, "No, he's one of the good ones." So we do one of the good ones about the white characters in well, these movies. Well, because traditionally there's only one good white person in a black exploitation movie. Exactly. So we that's our job. We point out what the great one of the good ones is. Yeah. 
It's and we forgot to do that last week. Last week for Black Shampoo. It's very obvious. If you listen to the episode, go listen to the episode. Uh, it's very obvious. Can too. you feel the love? Oh, I can feel the love. Everyone felt the love. I ended the episode last week with it just so you could leave on a good note. But everyone knows what the good one was last yeah, week. You got to be pretty good if you can take a hot curling iron up your ass. <laughs> of course, we're talking about Artie, the lovable little gay man who. Took a curling iron up his ass for Mr. Jonathan. That's how much he loved and respected his boss. That dumb movie I was telling you about with Steve Mnuchin's wife in it. Yeah. There was a moment in the trailer I watched where she gets pinned to the ground and there's a curling iron over her shoulder and she mentions it. And I was just like, nope, nope, I'm noping out of here. I know where this goes. I've seen black shampoo. I know where that goes. Well, it's not where it's supposed to go. but Yeah. yeah. Well, I know where we're supposed to go, Murray. To a trailer? Right. All right, everybody, get ready for the lovely Tamara Dobson. All six foot two of her, or five ten. We don't really know. Five ten, according to her identification in this movie. She's better known as Cleopatra Jones. Guess you jumped out of the wood pile. If I ever hear of you selling so much as a cough drop, I'm coming down on you so hard. Tamara Dobson, the Soul Sisters' answer to James Bond, and the most exciting new star in years. Six feet two of dynamite, and it's all stacked. I told you where, and I told you when, and I told you how to get that Cleopatra Jones. In my business, sir. And up against her is the artist to Goldfinger, two-time Academy Award winner Shelley Winters as Mommy. Better put that down before I make you eat it. Oh, I don't want this town to blow up. <laughs> Big deal. Just hang it right there. Right on, sweet sister. Man, that broad is ten miles of bad road. Lady. I'll take care of Cleopatra Jones. Cleopatra Jones, starring Tamara Dobson. Co-starring Bernie Casey, Brenda Sykes, Esther Rowe, and Shelley Winters as Mommy. Call some extra heavy double duty stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, great trailer 
as always. Probably a lot of funk in there. I love I love seventies fucking music. It's beautiful organs everywhere. You got that beautiful bass effect, you know, b- bass uh, sound structure there. Oh, I love it so much. You know what I love, Griff? Please, Turkey. Turkey. The country. Oh, okay. You know, I know we're in Turkey because there's camels everywhere. I was like, where are we? Why yeah, is this we movie still? Yeah, I thought we were like in Iran or some shit. Okay. No, we're in Turkey. Because Turkey is known, at least in the 70s, I guess, as the biggest supplier of poppies as the Wicked Witch of the West. Would say. Okay. So there's this poppy field. We're like, huh, interesting. We know what poppies. It's heroin. Yeah. We know. We, we had our we had our dalliances with heroin in our life, but we got the chocolate and the OJ, and we're fine. Yeah, we got a lot of it. We keep it stashed just in case. You never know when you need some H. Yep, that's right. Mm. So these guys, these these DEA, CIA, I don't know what the fuck this organization is. The what was uh, what was show? I think they were called Show's organization. What was that? I, I want to say it was called DIP, <laughs> and I can't remember what it stood for. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was Drug it was, Enforcement was, Police. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Enforcement Police. <laughs> Because, yeah, that would be Depp. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go with whatever Shokazugi's fucking place he was working I, at. That's yep. what Cleopatra works for, too. So they're waiting on her for some reason. Because she does absolutely fuck all in this scene. She just shows up, looks great. Yeah, helicoptered <laughs> in, everybody waiting around for her. I loved it just because it gives her, we don't get any background on her. We just have her land in a helicopter with everybody waiting for her. It was beautiful. Very subtle. You don't need to do a 45-minute Wonder Woman 2 opening segment to explain that this woman is amazing. Right. You have That's her land. Yeah. You have her dressed to the nines and furs and just various, like, silks and furs. Yeah. And... She's got a very Middle East, like, whole outfit to her all throughout the movie, and it's all wonderful. A lot of head scarves. Yeah. And or she, Northeast Africa, She shows maybe? up. And every guy is like grabbing their dick. Like, it's a cartoon. Tongues yeah. are flying out. Ooga, a lot of banging ooga's. desks and shit. Yeah, and she's cool as cool as can be. Cool as a cucumber. She, I mean, she's a uh, woman of thirty something years. She's seen this before. Right. She's used to the way the male gaze. She's yeah. Used to it. Perverts. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you see a hot woman, gotta grab the ass and shake your hand. <laughs> so. So I'm glad I showed you that before. She meets up with, uh, I guess, the boss. I don't fucking know. Yeah, it's, it's whoever was. Well, she's uh, the boss. Wherever she's, wherever she shows up, she's automatically the boss. Whatever dip that uh, you know, we'll, we'll say it's called dip. The enforcement agency she works for for the United States. They're above the U.S. Army and everything. And the army is working with like the Turkey uh, government, the Turkish government, and everything. So you have all these like government heads there, and they're like, "All right, come over here. Here's the clearing." So they take her up on this hillside, and she's got these two officials, one American government and our American military, and then the Turkish military. She gets out the binocs. She's like, I got my theater goggles here. Pops those up, and she's like, yep, I recognize that. That's that's the poppy. Yeah, she's like, got to be at least 30 million worth of sh- that shit there. Oh, 30 yeah. mil. Yeah, they're like, how much do you think it's worth on the streets? And the guy's like, you know, uh, 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 steepling his fingers and he's licking his lips like, oh, man, we're going to make so much money off this. And she's like, that's 30 mil on the streets. Oh, my God. No way. Bomb it. What? <laughs> what? And you get a. She calls in an airstrike. She all calls right? in an airstrike. And as the bombs are dropping, you go back and look at all these army generals and everything and all these fucking Raytheon you, dogs you from America. A, that was a little overboard. Couldn't they just. I don't know, put a flamethrower and like it probably would 
cost less and probably be more effective. Probably, but I think they were training. You know, I think they use this as a training mission because I can't imagine yeah. dropping bombs is that easy. So maybe this helped exactly. live That's practice. I don't know why they're doing it. And what do you mean? You're exactly right. It, it wouldn't be that easy. So why are you wasting all this energy and bombs because trying to Because we're going to make taxpayers pay for that shit. Okay. Because we, we don't want Donald Trump to come in and say our military's depleted again. It was. <laughs> it's depleted right now. The cupboards were bare. Ugh. So, yeah, the poppy field's up in smoke. Yep, and like I said, we have all these government officials. I thought this was going to come back into the story that are just, like, weeping, like, no, all that money. Yeah, because, well, did you notice that uh, (laughs) when I make callbacks of other episodes, they forget the fucking names. Fucking Henry Silva was in the background, and he was like, that poppy, that's how we fucking get him. That's how we Poppy makes me crazy. Yep. So, yeah, so nearly cut to the very shrill, very annoying Shelly Winters as our, as our villainess, yeah. Mommy. Mommy! And she's pissed because she's like, 30 million! I, uh, fucking Cleopatra to the, the, the penny. She knew how much it was worth. So we know we got an informant in the military working with Mommy. She's got connections. Right. Everywhere. She's, she she's runs on, L.A. This is L.A., right? We're in L.A. Yeah, we're back yeah. in L.A. So she she is definitely, she's like a hydra. She's got connections everywhere, man. Right. Her web's stretched forever. And she's like, I can't have that fucking bitch Cleopatra Jones in my business. We got to lure her back to America. Yeah, like, somehow she knows that, well, again, she's got a close connection, so never mind. I won't question this. Right. And she's like, we got to affect her charity because I'm because uh, Cleopatra she's a philanthropist too you know she she's got wears many hats as you will see literally and figuratively yeah and she funds this BNS house which run by her boyfriend Ruben played by the totally wasted in this movie Bernie Casey the great Bernie Casey yeah I respect this relationship that they have though where it's just like I'm gonna go do my thing and when I get back I'm gonna fuck you regardless that's, that's my dream relationship so so yeah and uh, she's like. Just fuck with that. Rate it. Because, you know, those blacks, they're just up to stuff. You know it. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually the call you hear make to the police was, you know, she she's the type of woman that goes jogging in the park, sees a black man mind their own business, and has her finger on. You, yeah. She's already she's, dialed she's 9 She's a black one. man bird watching, and she's just like, exactly. I feel threatened. I feel threatened. And the guy's like, are you talking to me? And she's like, yeah. And then she dials the final one to summon the police. So she is going to plan a raid on BNS house to get Cleopatra back from Turkey right. where she's blowing up poppy fields. Right. Sounds like a great plan. Sounds like a great plan. So we cut to the BNS house. We see Bernie Casey. They're, they're planning. Dude, I, I can't believe this. This looks like a fucking modern corporation. They've got, uh, uh, what, what's it called? Uh, like billboard, not billboard, uh, they got the fucking poster boards out and everything. They got diagrams. Flow they got charts. pie charts. Oh, They're like, here's where the drugs have been moving right lately. We're getting this is a house where you come to get cleaned up. Right. This is the attic to Huggy's uh, well, bar. Well, saying before Griff, before there was rap music, there were rap sessions, and he's like, we need to get out on the streets and have some rap sessions with these kids so they don't get on drugs. Yeah. And just as he says that, the fucking pigs show up. The white man does not want. Black people to get together right. and have you know they try have to bring themselves. Power, yeah, right? they want to keep them like enslaved to the drugs. Fucking awful. The cops show up, and we got some cops seem okay. There's a guy named Officer Kurt. He seems like an all right guy. Yeah, we got he's, a Kurt. Uh, he's there, and then he's trying to trying to get everybody to play cool and like, hey guys, we're not here to murder people. We're just here to. We had a call about drugs, and we're just doing our bit. He was trying to like play a Columbo. 
It's what it's trying to do. Guys, I'm just here to do my job. The higher-ups told me to do this. I, I have nothing to get. Great poster board. These facts real? I can re- I recognize them. We gave you guys this information. This is good information right here. Well, we all know the cops operate, Griff. Good cop, bad cop. Oh, Jesus. So we're going to introduce our bad cop, who's just like a patrolman. He's not even a detective. No. Officer Purdy. And you know why we know he's a bad cop, Griff? Because he has a southern accent. Did he? Yes, he did. Oh, I just because thought all talk- racists have a southern accent. I just thought he talked like a slackjaw idiot. Doesn't matter where you're from. If you're a racist, you have a southern accent. <laughs> and so he's just he can't wait. He's like he's trying. He's like trying to entice people into fucking with him. Yeah, one guy like takes a step in his direction. He's the only officer with a shot with a gun, and he's got a shotgun. Guy takes a step in his direction. He cocks the shotgun. And he's just like. Would you like to say that again? Would you like to say that again? That Would you like to say that again? Yeah. That's little John DeHart. And, uh, yeah, and he's just, like, throwing boy this, boy that everywhere. He's just, he is, he's just, oh, man. He's just picking fights. And Bernie's playing it cool. He's like, oh, he's, like, a little tense. But he, he's like, I'm going to be cool. I'm yep. going to be cool. He realizes he's wor- he's had to deal with the cops before. He knows, like, no, right. you just got to, you can't, you can't fucking. Can't fight City Hall. Exactly. And you also can't fight a big bag of heroin, which is what one of another patrolman finds. Like, chief, I just found this, this giant hefty bag full of heroin. Yeah, he comes stumbling down the stairs with this man who's freaking out, just just jiving and uh, kicking and screaming everywhere. And he gets down there and he's like, "Check this out!" And it is a, a like four gallon Ziploc bag of heroin. And I don't think drug abusers. Keep four gallon Ziploc bags of a heroin on them. I don't them. think a yeah street junkie's gonna afford that much. Yeah, but that's what they're accusing him of. Right. So immediately Ruben knows this is bullshit, but he's like, Jimmy, Jimmy's the drug addict, recovering drug addict. He's clean now. He's like, did you fucking relapse? I gave I give you a chocolate candy bar every fucking night. What's going on, Jimmy? He's like, I didn't do it. I swear this isn't my hate heroin. And the police are like closing in on Jimmy. Like, you know, they're they're like, we're going to read you the rights. We're going to take you in. And Jimmy just like sprints to the doorway. He doesn't stops. run out the door. He just sprints over to the doorway. And then he like cowers over there. And Purdy's like, I'm going to finish reading him his rights. And he goes over there and just starts pummeling him in the face. Well, he does read his rights. And then he pummels him in the face. Well, he was he was doing that clap thing that people like to do. This is your right with each clap being a punch in the face. Oh. You have the right to an attorney. Well, it worked because Jimmy's going to jail. And but everything else is clean. They're like, "All right, but we might have to shut this place down." Yep. But, you know, who knows. Just as we leave this scene on Ruben's face like, "What the fuck is going on around here?" We go over to our police headquarters where we have another person who's wondering what the fuck is going on around here, Murray. Captain Crawford, one of my favorite guys. He was Frank, uh, the captain on Kojak. Mm, Okay. So I'm happy to see him because Kojak's one of my favorite cop shows. I like this guy. And he he is great. He's great on Kojak. He's He's playing basically the same character. And he's pissed because he's like, who called in this raid? You know what? I watched a fucking thing about the Breonna uh, Taylor situation. Yeah. This is very much akin to that, where people were like, they were supposed to send out a SWAT crew to this house. They were working on information that wasn't correct. And instead of sending out the SWAT crew and, like, actually facilitating, have a meeting over it, they just sent out, like, street cops, and they fucked everything up. 
So, very same situation. Life imitates art. And they even have videotape of the uh, Crawford of that situation hosting a meeting where he's like, I don't know who the fuck did this. You know what? It probably came from downtown. Well, the captain's pissed. Yeah. You know who's not pissed? Purdy. He's loving every fucking second. Shining up his shotgun. Dude, he's having such a good time. He's like, shows those black folk, put them in their place. Yeah. We don't want that. We can't. We got to remind them the hole they crawled out of. We got to put them back in that hole. And Captain Crawford just frowns. He's like, ugh, he's scum. He's vomiting up. He can't even. He's got a fucking half-eaten Vinny's, and he's looking at it like, I can't even finish my Vinny's. I'm so disgusted with the racism happening in my goddamn he office. He tells the janitor, don't worry, you can go home. <laughs> yeah, not, you're not going to need the clean off. <laughs> General standby with the plunger. <laughs> like, boss, you gonna need me? Go home. Go home. I can't even finish this fucking sandwich. <laughs> Throws it in the trash. He threw a Vinny's fucking pastrami with nacho in the trash. Usually you would think, well, I'll put it, I'll keep it for later. Yeah. No, he's so disgusted. He's like, yeah. I'm not even gonna eat that. I gotta tell you, uh, if you do need a refrigerator Vinny's pastrami sandwich, throw it in the fridge, get your deep fryer ready, toss it in there for 13 seconds after it's been in your fridge, Oh, oh! Wow, let me write that one down. Write that one down. So Cleo, she arrives on the first fucking plane back home. Oh, of course, because of course, BNL's house was fucked with. Right, she heard. And who else is waiting there? But Mama's boys. So Mommy's she, boys. yeah, this is in the airport. Right, and, and we see that fucking stringy, tousled, griff-like oh, hair. Ugh. So we're just like, uh oh, what's going on here? And she's. This is where we see her. She's got that. She's got the headscarf with that little brim hat we were talking about. Just a brim, not a hat. Just, Just a brim. brim. Yeah. Because she's got a headscarf. She doesn't need it. Yeah. And she's looking great, dressed to the nines. I love it. All of her outfits. Woo. And they're looking around for her, and they're like, where did she go? What, what's going on? And while they're looking, we see in the background, slowly on the little uh, luggage, conveyor belt. The yeah. luggage belt. She's just like. Like a cat is perched She, she is like striking a pose all fucking six foot eight inches of her because she's wearing the highest of like platform heels here. Right. She, I, think I think she's wearing Mr. Jonathan's platform heels. They were that like high. Mr. Jonathan's heels. Oh, Mr. Jonathan. Oh, man. This was great. And she comes around that conveyor belt and ooh, we get our first cut of action. <laughs> and you know what? I've realized in the like hundred movies we've done. And all my Almost passive, 150 movies we've And done. all the passive action movies that I don't really love action I love the characters That they base action movies around I love the stories they tell I'm not that into action And uh, this is the well, first I'm glad you said that Griff Because we don't get much in this scene We get a really Most awkward Painfully awkward This is the first time I've been like I, I would have been okay If Mike Norris Put a black face and a wig <laughs> To do these kicks I'd go that far, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Tamara Dobson, obviously an actress, a model, and an actress, not a martial artist, and she's showing it yeah. full force because it's oh, it's very painful. You can't do you can't do a good roundhouse, and they're trying to edit it to make it look good. They, they did. And it's like no, they no, did. It's not working. I appreciate it. I I still love her as a character. You know, yeah. if they well, said she's great with a gun, yeah. It, I w- I wish they would have done a Wonder Woman movie with her. Would you be okay with that? Well, Wonder she's Woman? not alive anymore, so... I know, but if they did a 70s Wonder Woman movie with Tamara Dobson... I don't know, because I love Linda Carter so much. Yeah, you know? that's hard. Charlie yeah. Crush is there. That's so hard. But, uh, yeah, well, Tamara Dobson's great. I'm not saying that. 
But uh, she kicks the, kicks all of mommy's boys' asses, as you'd expect. Shoots one of the motherfuckers. She looked great shooting the guy. She did. She she uh, she definitely is good with the firearm. That's Cops sure. arrive. She just pulls out her her little badge. I don't not even a badge. Just like a little billfold. But this is this secret agent or special agent. Yeah. With an eagle. Just special agent. Zooms in on that eagle to let us know she works for America. Hey, that's That's America. all the cops needed. They're like... That's where we see... I they're mean, like, ma'am, we don't need to question you. You can just go. We brought it up in the opening segment, I'm pretty sure, but she's building this movie at 510 on her identification here. Oh. Everywhere else you look on the internet, she's 6'2". Why did they take four inches off of her? Maybe she took her shoes off when she got, you know, for the, for the badge. Know. I don't know. I don't know. So she immediately makes a beeline. They let her go. They're like, ma'am, that's all we needed to see. Yeah. You know, right. this is this is pre-9-11. I was going to say. You could yeah. shoot people in an airport, no problem. Everyone was just used to it. Just like our luggage carrier from Marble Man and uh, Harley Davidson, where he was just like, is that a gun you have on you, sir? I still need you to leave this area because you're not supposed to be here. Yeah. You know, just calm. Calm, cool, collect. So she goes to uh, the, the police department. No, we just go back to the police department. Okay. You're yeah. right, yeah, because she goes to her crib. To chill out. She needs to relax. She just killed a man. Yeah. So, yeah. So we got Captain and uh, Kurt, I think. And they're going through all the files. They got, these guys got... Uh, mommy's boys got arrested. Yes, they did. So Baby Tony and uh, Zap, I think, got arrested. I believe it was Zap. Brucey, he just he's like the brains. He just stays in Yeah, home. he's too smart to be in the field. Right. I swear... Oh, this has to be the future. I'll show you this later. I'll show you the future. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. I know what you're talking about. So they're like, rape, drug dealing... Jaywalking. These guys are the scum of the earth. Stealing from Vinny's. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. But they're, they're, charges are dropped. They're just How? like, they can go. How did that happen? And there's a judge's note in there. They're just boys being boys. You got to let boys be boys. It. White privilege. They white came, male privilege. Hey, they come from a good family. Yeah. We got to give them a second chance. <laughs> yeah. Influenza. Remember that? Yep. They're the If you're rich. That was the disease that that kid had because he murdered somebody, like he ran somebody over on drugs. And the the, the lawyer's thing was influenza, like influenza or something like that. But it was supposed to be like he doesn't know right from wrong because he's so rich. That was basically their. Defense. Are you? Was this uh, like a couple years ago when the kid in who was uh, uh, I can't remember the word, but somebody for uh, oh my god, like over in uh, England somewhere. I don't know where it was, but the defense was influenza. Oh my god. I think the kid got off on that. I don't remember. I mean, well, we let we let white kids off with a lot of things over here in America. The kid who got caught raping a woman, and they're just like, "Hey, we can't ruin this kid's life." It's like, just fucking ruin this woman's life, and they're like, "Yeah." You know, if only we had a real life Cleopatra John. Like, I'm all for rehabilitation, but the kid needs to go to fucking jail. <laughs> well, so do these guys, but they're let off. So the captain, just he's about to just go why to the heavens, gets that phone call. It's Cleo. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, what's going on? Who was behind the bus at the B&S house? He's like, I don't know. But you okay? She goes, well, my body is okay. And then <laughs> he's, like, he's just fantasizing about clicks. like, no, it's magnificent. <laughs> I love this. I love he's this. He's constantly peppering these like sexual innuendos to her. He, he wants it. I will say, he doesn't look like a creep when he's fucking creeping, no, it's respectful. Her, uh, creeping on it's her. Respectful. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a respect. Like, 
you know, like, I respect what you do. You help us. You like, know? But I want to bone you, too. He's got, that, he's got that thing where it's like he's a 70-year-old man. He's past his prime and everything. He's very happy with his life. He's got the old wife back at home. He's got his kids and his grandkids and everything. And so when he compliments Cleo, it's like, no, you're beautiful. If she came well, on to him, I think he'd be like, whoa, 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 Missy. I'm a happy man. It's just he's just stating facts, okay? It's just like, hey, your body's yes. magnificent. We yes. know it. You know it. I know it. Let's move on. I there's some there's respect here. That's all I'm trying oh, to yeah, say. There's respect definitely. here. Cut and, to mommy. Yeah. She's furious again. She's got a new German whore giving bring her tea or rubbing her feet. I forget what it was. Oh yeah, no, this is Gerda, and she's slapping baby Tony around because he's the one who mainly fucked up. He's got oh. that awful greasy hair <laughs> that that summer 2020 Griff hair. Oh god, it's gross. It's just, it was gross. Yeah, just <laughs> and. <laughs> So, just she's about to murder uh, Tony. Gerda, what did she bring or something? Uh, she brought. I don't want to point out. Griff didn't see this. There's a bus of Hitler I right not. behind her in one of the scenes. There's so much. This is what I I didn't. And that explains why she likes German horrors because she loves Hitler. I didn't love mommy, but everything surrounding mommy and like just mommy's uh, whole air of importance is wonderful. But yeah, uh, so Gerda arrives. And she's got a nice, very nice vodka tonic with three olives in it because that's how Mama likes it, you know, three olives. And so Mama takes her vodka tonic, and she's like, okay, okay, I'll calm down. And you know what? You can't quite soothe yourself on a vodka tonic, but you know what really soothes you? A little cake grab. Grab those cakes. Yeah, I grab did, that cake. That's, when I need to relax, I grab the nearest ass I can find. So Always calms me down. Gerna here... And like you mentioned, we have five different like German lady, you know, names uh, in here that are her like servants and she I remember Ava was one of them, that's my dog's name. Yeah. But yeah. But she is groping, kissing, molesting all of them. Right. And so she gets in on Gerda and not quite as violent as last week's Mr. Wilson who bowling balled uh <laughs> Brenda. Brenda, thank you. Yeah. She just gra- just tasteful cheek squeeze. But then she removes her hand, and with the camera still on her hand, God, this is going to be on IG. I hope she shakes it. Like is she? I kind of thought it was kind of like get away. Like you're, I'm done with your ass. Like Mm -mm. it's kind of like a a get away. Mm -mm. That's what I. Hundred percent wrong about that, Murray. You saw the footage, and you know the Bruder film it like you did. Where I was like, all right. Back enhanced, like I just watched it that one time. Yeah, we watched it together, yeah. and you you knew it. She was saying this hot, this ass is so hot. I gotta cool my hands down. Ooh, Gerda, that ass. We can't even tell how hot that is. Hot, hot that ass is because it's like in a flowing pantsuit type of deal. Can't even figure so it you're out. So you basically saying Shelly Winters did a little improv where she's like, yes. I have to like let people know how hot this ass is because you can't see it. I have she, to show it to you. She is just selling how into ladies she is here. Because she's like, oh, god damn this ass. And she's got bracelets and rings, so they're all making noise and everything. It was wonderful. And she's like, you know what we need to do? These blacks, these blacks, they're getting too uppity. Oh, we geez. need to fucking lay the hammer on them. Where's Doodlebug? He's been getting away with too much shit. I want you to bring him in, and we're going to lay the law down on him. She's just, She's just like... So used to telling people what to do. Now people get in their own power. She's like, I got to crush this shit yeah, right that, now. Greta's ass has 
narrowed her focus again. She's not worried about Cleo at the moment. She's worried about her struggling grip because she's like a mob boss. She runs all of L.A. You know? yeah. She runs all of L.A. And she's like, Doodlebug is supposed to be under my wing, and he hasn't been paying up. We need to uh, muscle him because we don't is, want other people. he probably pe- is, but she's just got, she sees it all. Like, he owes us like uh, uh, 20 thirty uh, percent when the deal was really like fifteen, and it's like, well, no, mommy, he, she's yeah, he's actually been doing his thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> so that's I think that's what it was. I think I think Doodlebook's always been like on the up and up with her, but she's just like her mind. She's like I have to crush somebody. Well, Murray, we'll find out shortly here, but we'll go back to Cleo. Cleo. And she's walking those streets. This is great. You got to have this shot of her just walking the streets of her old town. This is like uh, the BNS BNS house town. And she's strutting the streets. And, of course, you got a couple old dudes. She's got the afro out. It's all flowing. And she's wearing a wolfskin jacket. It looked very similar to the the, the jacket Taffy showed her that she has. I think But it was wolf. And you could tell it was a wolf because the wolf fucking head was on the back. Oh, jeez. Oh boy! Uh, I think she's just coming from Mr. Jonathan's because she's looking like a Millie, you know. Well, the only Mr. Jonathan's could get a fucking Afro poof. That that's fucking amazing. Do you think Artie or Richard helped her with that? Because we know Mr. Johnson is was busy in the back with Mr. I think Cthulhu. To get that good, you need a black dude. So I think it was Richard. You think it was Richard? He okay. knows the hair better. Okay, okay. But she's walking the street. A couple old dudes, unemployed dudes, who are just like that ass is so inspiring. I'm gonna go get a job today. <laughs> Well, it is magnificent, as Crawford said. <laughs> oh, yeah, there is perving on her, but be respectful. They wait till she leaves till they perv on her. They're like, they're like, man, I'd like to grab that kick and shake my hand. That's yeah. You know. And then, of course, she gets into she like rounds the corner, round in that corner. <laughs> COVID's gone now that Trump's out of office. COVID's yeah. gone, and she gets in. She's got a beautiful Corvette. Beautiful. It's like it's black with a purple stripe down the middle. Oh, and those mag wheels. Oh, magnesium wheels. Beautiful. Oh, you you will not get me to shut up about those mag wheels. Great. I know nothing about cars, but they do not stop talking about the mag wheels in this movie. <laughs> right, this, yeah. She's got a nice uh, vanity plate too. Yeah. What did it say? Cleo. Oh. Ooh. And we see some little little scamps, some little boys. Like, damn, that's a fly ride, lady. And she just winks at him. Ride on, sister. Takes off. Straight to the captain, straight to the precinct. Yeah, this is where they, um, this is, I believe, where they meet up at a nice little deli. They didn't go to Vinny's because oh. Cleo knows that she's been trying to avoid the meat slightly. Right. You can't have that svelte, beautiful, like, body she has, but on a, on a, on a like, a diet of Vinny's. Yeah, like, Vinny's if you're a recovering rough. drug addict, you don't go out to a drug den. <laughs> you go to some shitty deli where you're just like, I'll just take the coffee. <laughs> yeah, I'll just take the coffee. And she's the lady. Places. She just wanted to destroy a toilet. <laughs> so, you know. See, I, you know, I, as I was thinking about, uh, never mind. I'll go way too far off on that one. So <laughs> Whatever. She meets up with the captain. She and, IDs mommy's goons. Like, yeah, those are the people that fucking, you know, fuck with me at the the airport yesterday. Yeah. And, she, you know, she has uh, uh, Ken, Card, Clegg. Kurt. 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 I knew it was a K. Okay. What's he doing? But know. no, she's just meeting with oh. Captain and Kurt. Okay, and they're like, she, they're like, hey, Cleo, the DA, they're trying to shut down the BNS. She's like, no, keep it open. She just, she just demands it. And they're like, okay, whatever yeah. you say. They're like, we're pretty sure. Whatever you say, gorgeous. We're pretty sure Ruben's starting to stockpile weapons against us. And she's <laughs> like, 
You let me worry about Ruben. She's like, give me 72 hours. Yes. That's all I need. I'll keep the fireworks down to, you know, just little crackers and little popper things, you know, that kids like to throw at each other. I'll keep it down to that. You just worry about your guys. Bang snaps. Bang snaps? The little thing you throw them in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bang snaps. Bang snaps? That's what they were called. Wow, okay. Not called poppers. Poppers is a drug thing. Yes, poppers is a drug thing. So, yeah, so she's like, I'm going to go check out the BNS house, talk yeah. with Ruben. I'll smooth it. Every, I, I love this about the captain and maybe Kurt by association, but they're they're just like, let's ease this fucking thing. We don't need any more violence in L.A. Because right. 73 L.A. probably wasn't se- well, well, like, like we L.A. Said, of today. Well, like we said, it's respect. They're like, I trust you. Yeah. You're going to take care of it, Cleo. I'll give you your 72 hours. Yeah. We're starting to kind of see that Kojak-Captain uh, relationship right now. Right, yeah. Where she basically tells <laughs> the captain, here's what we're going to do. Right, and he goes along with it. He's like, as long as I don't get in trouble. Yeah. So she goes to the BNS house. Ruben's there. He's deep in the middle of administering an OJ and, and chocolate bar IV to a guy who's going through some deep withdrawals. This kid's 15, Griff. Even though I thought he was like a 30-year-old man. I, I, when they said 15, I was like, <laughs> why? Why is this 15? Like This looks like no 15-year-old I've ever seen. If you're on, you're on the age, it ages you. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> and so he's just... She's... And, Cleo's tear down her eyes. She's like, what's going on in the streets? Where, You know, I mean, she's got... And then she gets like, uh, some bitch comes in and like gives her some shit. Well, yeah, when, as soon as she walked in the door, they have the payphone there, and I was waiting for a secret door to open. But no, this is a normal <laughs> payphone. And the the woman's immediately like, oh, Cleo? Yeah. Uh, I don't think we have time for your your kind of people, you know, people who aren't here 24-7, yeah, you, you know, You're too busy with your fucking wardrobe to be on the streets. He's like, bitch, I make sure the streets are clean. Yeah, I'm right. trying to stop the poppy from coming in. I'm stopping it at the source. So it's like they're both doing the right thing. Right. And Ruben's like, guys, you're on the same team. Right. You're working different sides of it, but don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So she just lets them know. She's like, look, just because just, he's ready to go to war. And, and we, we see in the background, they're actually got guns out. There's guys with AK-47s, and they're stuffing bottles with the rags from mounts of cocktails. They're getting ready for some fucking they're, shit. They're stockpiling bank snaps. They're ready. And so it's like, she's like, look, man, give me 72 hours. That's all I'm asking for. And then you can fucking burn yeah. L.A. down for all I give a she's shit. She's like, I've been working with Captain Crawford. You know Captain Crawford, and he's got that new guy, Kurt, with him. He seems on the up and up and up. I saw him right. earlier today. He didn't order the tuna sandwich because I asked them not to. And that means respect to me because that's just disgusting. Tuna sandwiches are gross. Okay. Okay? Well, I know you hate sandwiches. Period. Well, tuna salad. Oh, that's what I meant. Tuna salad. That shit's disgusting. Okay. Tuna's great. Tuna salad, horrible. <laughs> also, Mercury. I'm good to know you and Cleo are on the same page about tuna. Yeah. So, uh, and she also, you feel about dolphins, you know. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. So, he's like, hey, once again, he's like, baby, whatever you say, I trust you. Whatever you say. So, I, he I, walks through the door, because I'm walking to my your Corvette. Yep, yep, let me and walk. As soon down. as they walk out the door, he's immediately shot in the arm by a sniper from across the street. Oh, shit. And she just goes straight into action. She runs through her car. Has a little secret compartment in the door with all her fucking weaponry. I love. I wonder because this was the passenger side door. I wonder what's in the driver's side door. Grenades, pistols. She had a fucking uh 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 AR gun. AR fifteen. You know she has it all. She probably has a laser gun. I think I saw a lightsaber in there. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. 
and she whips out her Uzi, puts a suppressor on the end of it, make it look cool. So, well, yeah, 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 of course. And she just unloads to start shooting at the roof where these guys are hiding. I, again, I we've watched a lot of horrible heroes. She looks uncomfortable with the gun, too. She looked it's, awkward. Well, I think this is her first movie, and she was a model. So. Okay, okay. I like that. She's no, I, mean, I like her, but she's no Dr. Pam Greer. I mean, yeah. come on. Pam definitely seemed a lot more comfortable with everything. I uh, Okay, let's go with that. So she she's shooting at that right, uh, rooftop with the Newsy, which are known for being incredibly accurate, of course. Mm-hmm. And so the sniper up above, who's using a very accurate rifle, realizes game recognizes game. So he's like, I got to hide from that Uzi because, right. you know. Well, uh, it's spraying all over the place. Man. Yeah. So fuck. Got those clay shingles shooting up and everything. You couldn't see through that anyways. That just roughage, rubble, roughing. So they disappear. So she runs into the building. She's like, I'm going to catch these motherfuckers. Yeah. And she's waiting by the elevator, watching it go down. Yeah, she's walking in, and as she as she's walking in, the elevator pings, and then this delightful couple comes out. Hello, young lady. <laughs> Did you see Soul Train this week? <laughs> oh, it was so good. <laughs> Did they, I didn't? Did they talk? I don't remember that. Well, Murray, they were trying to sell it. I just remember an old couple. They were trying to relate. They were trying to relate to somebody. A stranger. Have you ever tried to relate to a stranger? How do you do it? That's a good question. I so immediately That's kind of an existential question. I don't know. How do you relate to a stranger? Exactly. So I a stranger is a friend you don't know. Exactly. Murray, you're so I'm sorry, you're doing this at the wrong time. I'm glad you're starting (laughs) to get it. The plight I live every day. I love solar traveling and I face this question every day. So She's just like, oh, God, these guys are just the salt of the earth type. They're just trying to relate to me. They, they're they kind of doing it in a weird racist way, but I get it. They're just trying They're trying to be cool. So she walks over to the elevator, but then she's like, wait a minute. The soldier. I wrote the plot to that movie. It's about a person hiding in a carriage, and this is kind of like the Fuck! She turns around, and she opens fire, and just so happens that they were... Uncovering their blankets, and they were getting ready to shoot her. Shoots them right out the window. They go flying out the window. This is great. That was some good mind games, though. I fucked with your mind. It was very tense. You didn't get it. So, yeah, I like that. Cut to our boy, Doodlebug, played by the great Antonio Fargus, a.k.a. Huggy Bear. He's pissed off, man. He's with his boys Pickle and Plug. Best. The names in this movie. Baby Tony, Bruce, uh, Zap, Pickle, Plug, short for fire plug. Oh, fire plug! I yeah. thought it was because he was bald for some reason. <laughs> and pickles played by I don't remember the actor's name, but he was Sweet Daddy on uh, Good Times. Dude, he was, like the pimp that ran the city. Again, uh, there, there's just something. There, this is what's missing from modern actions that I see. You don't have these characters that have these small roles that just they just make it. They make the scene. Pickle is killing it, Griff. That's right. <laughs> and plug even more so. Th- these three people working together, and then they bring a fourth character even better, and then a fifth character gets introduced. <sighs> That's right. I fucking love this scene. Go on. That's Go right. On. So, yeah, so plug is kind of like the Lenny character. He just says, That's right. And we got pickles like uh, Doodlebug's right hand man. He's where, where, like you said, where, uh, uh, Plug is the yes man. Pickle's a little more sinister. He's always just like, oh, 
I'll just go file this one under you fucked up. Like he's kind of given Doodlebug the he's, complete he's, other he's side. He's the of conscience things. of Doodlebug. He's like, I got, yeah, I. Well, that's why he's his right hand man. So I have to tell him like it is. Like I'm not a yes man. This is very much the uh, the the angels on your shoulders type scenario where you have the one telling you to do the evil thing. One if there's telling one you word that describes this movie, Griff, is respect. Yeah, it's people who respect one another. And so Pickles like, so Doodlebug's like, I'm sick yeah. of that fucking white bitch telling me what to fucking do. I'm done. We're going solo. We could be running this town on our own, guys. We know everybody. We know every name. We shake every baby. We kiss every hand. We can do this all on our own. We don't and the, need mom. And then the plug was, that's right. And Pickle's like, wait, wait, man. Wait a minute. Are you sure about this? Because, I mean, she does some firepower, man. Yeah. And just to say that like, our man, <laughs> apparently, this is how high up Doodlebug's gotten in the world. He's got his own British butler. Slash this chauffeur. Good. This is good. This so, is seventy sitcom good. And, yeah, it's Mr. Belvedere, basically. And he's wearing... For, I don't know why he's wearing a yellow chauffeur's outfit. I know, because it was fucking awesome. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I thought it looked like he was wearing like a onesie, like pajama. Nope. And... Oh, I don't know. You could wear you, that. I, yeah. I don't like you can it. just go ahead and wear your... Danzig and King Diamond shirts. I'll be Danzig wearing shirt. the fuck it. Ever seen me in a Danzig shirt? Have you not ever worn a Danzig shirt? No, I haven't. You don't have a Danzig shirt? No. You think a Mike would probably have one? Yeah, probably. Kinda All right, wear your fucking bright canary yellow onesie. I ain't gonna be there with you. It's not a onesie. You're just confusing it for a onesie. It looked awful. It's a beautiful jacket and pantaloon. <laughs> I'm gonna Man. go to the racetracks like that. Okay. I'm gonna fucking drop dimes on the Either ponies. way, we learn that he's going he's he's so Doodlebug is so high up in the world, he has his own butler. English butler at that. That's the best kind of butler. We've seen it. Batman's got an English butler. Mr. Belvedere show. Yeah. Bob Euchre had an English butler. I like that you brought up Bob Euchre, a known baseball name, because they named this butler after a baseball fame. Are you sure? Oh my name? god, that rhymed. Uh yeah. Don Madeline playing in the seventies? Uh, no, but they named it after Mattingly. Well, how can they do that if he wasn't ex- he didn't exist? Wait, when did Mattingly play? Didn't he play in the eighties? Wasn't he a part of Ms., uh, Mr. Burns' team? <laughs> wasn't he? He might have been. Did he? he was, <laughs> was he the one that had the sideburns? Did he, he had to trim his sideburns constantly? I. You know what? The funny thing about that whole Griff skit, is now looking up the Simpson episode. Where no, where I'm Mr. not. I'm just looking up Don Mattingly because I thought he was an old guy. Oh shit. Uh, bu- 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 79 to 2007 yeah, Oh no uh... that's his spouse But that would have been a Yeah yeah he's he's too young He's not So around. Don Manley named himself After this butler we're trying to say Yes that's what we're trying to say And so Manley But we can see like they're just clowning on him Because he's wearing a ridiculous yellow fucking outfit So like Pickle and Plug is clowning on him like, 80 hum! 82. He's like, oh, I never, sir. I'll be in the limo. And he takes off. And then Cleo shows up. And uh, fucking, I think uh, Plug tries something. Well, she Plug just... immediately goes after her. Because Plug, like you said, he's the Lenny of the group. And so he's been told. He if thought the door, she was a rabbit. If the door know. opens, smash the rabbit. That's how they convinced him. And so he goes after Cleo. But Cleo, she's so fucking swift. She's like water. She's like beautiful water in a fur coat. So she grabs his arm, gets him in the arm bar, like flips him over. And, you know, she's just all business. She just looks off at Doodle like, I see you got a new goon. What do you call this this idiot over here? 
But uh, she goes plug and he goes, that's right. <laughs> and she's like, look, I got a message for mommy. Tell her to back the fuck off. I'm going to bring down the hammer on her. Well, all right. But what about Jimmy Beacons? Beakers? Beakers. Mm, I don't know. I don't understand. Jimmy, I the fucking drug addict from the beginning. I think it was Beakers. We'll call him Beakers. And she's like, were you selling drugs to that motherfucker? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. You know, he, he, I saw him with that brother that wears snakeskin all the time. They call him Snake. Oh, Snake. And he's like, check out him. If you don't fuck with me, check out him. If you, you know, And she's like, all right. I, I Okay. I believe you. And I love this um, because uh, Cleo has – we've already talked about the outfit she's wearing at this time. You mentioned fur. Yeah. She's not wearing fur in this scene. She's wearing a fucking space jacket. She's a woman of the future. She is wearing like a silvery and even Mattingly walks back into the room and be like, sir, the car's warm. Sir, do they make that in yellow? Uh, so she called Cleo, sir? No, he's like, sir, and then he's like, he sees her. Oh, okay. You yeah. see, that doesn't help over the audio because they can't see your reaction, your facial pivot. Oh, it's not worth talking about. It isn't. It's just interesting that she was wearing a space jacket because it was wonderful and even Mattingly noticed that. She, that lady's out of sight. But she thinks, and she's starting to pin this on Doodle. She's like, you did something. You know, Mommy knows you work this territory. So she pressured you to pressure the B&S house. Did you make a call downtown? Because I hear downtown called in the order. You're like, I don't know what you're talking about, lady. And she's like, hmm, okay. All right, I believe you. So... Uh, Doodle, he's trying. He he he's juggling things here, like us. We're juggling five different things, five different topics, five different themes of each movie we do. He's juggling a life as well, and he's got this sweet new squeeze, and he's trying to get those cakes because they're hot, and you know that his hands just gonna be shaking after he touches those cakes. So he brings her down, and we don't get her name, but it's Tiff, and Tiffany comes it's down. Short for Tiffany. Yes. Tiffany comes down, and she's wearing, like, an all-pink outfit with a weird head thing. Cause I, I totally blanked out on this scene, so you're going to... You know, it's all right. It Murray up. actually texts me, like, oh, there's a whole angle in this <laughs> that I don't understand. So I'm going to help him out. So Tiff comes down, and she makes direct eye contact, because she's the jealous type, and she's a, she's a woman. And it's not just anyone. Oh, you know, it's all coming back to me. I did not know that was Tiffany. All right. Now yeah. it makes sense. Because he gives her some money to go shop. Yeah. He's so – like she's the jealous type because she's a right. baby. She's like maybe 20, 19, right. but she's an up-and-coming singer. Right. And so Doodle, who owns clubs across town, he figured out a way to basically take her under his wing and – And make her star. Banger. Simon Cowler. Yeah. Yeah. And banger. I don't know. I think he's banging her. Anyways. So Tiff and um, Cleo make severe eye contact, lock focus for a while there. And apparently that's enough. She reads eyes. Cleo reads eyes. Sounds like a that's summer. how you, That's how you make it as a top agent in DIP is you have that ability. Right. That's right. And so, okay, now it all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. now I know Tiffany is. Now that everyone's making their exit – Cleo makes her exit, and she's got some more people she needs to talk to. She needs to get the gang back together, if you will. Right. Well, she's like, I'm going to need somebody. I can't do every like like we were saying. We're juggling five things. She's juggling five things. She's like, I need to juggle three things. Yeah, she's got to. She's got to follow Tiff. She's got to follow Doodlebug. She's got to follow the the BNS house. She's got to keep her t- tabs keep on Ruben. Guy on Purdy. 
Yeah, she's got to think about her exit strategy when she gets Vinny's. Like, what <laughs> yeah. day she's got to do Dude, it. Dude, I swear, it is like that. I mean, Vinny's, like I said, it's heaven going down. But you got to have a plan when you go to Vinny's. I mean, it's obvious Mr. Johnson was used to fucking just anybody because he didn't care if he shit in the middle. He was just like, I don't, I don't really care. He wore white. Like I said, he was such a player. He's like, I'm going to wear white to Vinny. He's so confident. He wore white. He didn't give a shit. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> he just took him. He didn't give him all. So, so anyways, Cleo meets with Mrs. Johnson. Played by one, Esther Roll, another alumni of Good Times. Of course, the mom, Florida Evans. And they got a restaurant. And, you know, you know, in the hood, you got you to gotta diversify. So there's always something else going on behind the scenes in every black-owned business. Yeah. And I think I actually mentioned this on one of our other black exploitation uh, cinema episodes. My buddy worked for a guy. They had a shoe shine. This is the 80s. They had a fucking shoe shine. Those are front. It was a shoe shine place in the 80s. And they were running numbers is what they were doing. So my buddy would go out and, like, collect the money and all that shit. Really? Yeah. Mr. Murray, do tell. well, hey, it's been 30 years, I think, the statute of limitations. I think over. it is. That's why I'm saying do tell. So, yeah, well, it was like because they were just running numbers. So it's like, which is like a legal lotto, basically. And, but there's like illegal, like, uh, dice games going on at, at, at Miss Johnson's place. Because you hear people, oh, shit, man, I roll boxcars and all that shit. And she's, and then like Cleo's like, that's all right. You know, that's fine. You're, are your boys around? I need their help. And she's like, oh, they're at the dojo. Go check them out. She tries to buy Mrs. Johnson with. Boots, by the way, because Mrs. Johnson uh, is just like reluctant to help her. And she's like, man, those are some great boots on. I saw I saw when I was getting my hair done last week. Mr. Jonathan had boots like that. Yours are very familiar. She's like, yeah, me and Mr. Jonathan shop at the same store together. Actually, we're friends. Uh, But yeah, she's like, all right. No, we don't know. You know, we were talking about the girls didn't know whether his name was something Jonathan or Johnson something. His name's Jonathan Johnson. That's his mom. Mrs. Johnson is his mom. She's He's the third brother? Yes. That would explain why he can kick so much ass. Exactly. That explains why they have the cabin. This is the like woods. the Marvel Universe. Like, all of these exploitation movies Except are disconnected. It's good. Okay. I'm not going to say anything about that. So she's like, I guess she bribed her with boots. Go on. Yeah, but she's just like, I need to talk to your boys. And she's like, oh, darling, they're in the back. Right, because they have a little dojo. They're, like I said, they're diversifying. I it's, love this. It's a restaurant slash, because she can't compete with Vinny's. I mean, come on, Vinny owns L.A. So she's just like, I got to diversify. Fuck, there was a little building that was like this where you got the storefront and the fucking house above. I almost I almost bought it, and yeah, that would have been interesting. So she goes into the dojo. We see my favorite characters in the movie. Mm. These guys needed a spinoff. Mm. Melvin and Matthew Johnson. So good. And they're, they got their karate geese on, they're training, and then, and then Cleo walks in, and she gets tense. And then she immediately goes into a kata stance. She does a deep bow, and then kata. And, bo- and so do they. And we're like, oh, my God, they're gonna, shit's going to go off. There's going to be another awkward fucking fight. No, we just give each other five. You know, like, girl, they reminisce, you know? yeah. yeah. She, you know, what are you doing back on the block, you know? You know, I was like watching this. I was like, where have I seen Matthew? Matthew's like the older brother, the smart brother. Melvin's the lovable idiot brother. Matthew is the guy from Dirty Harry. Where he's the guy, Dirty Harry's pointing the gun out and gives the speech. Do you feel lucky, punk? Well, do you? 
Dude, that's Matthew. I watched Dirty Harry. I've, I watched it once, and I was falling asleep. It was like a midnight feature type deal. I was maybe 14. I was still in my childhood home, and I was falling asleep. But, that's, that, but everybody remembers it because of the scene. It, this Magnum carry has six bullets. Did I shoot five or yeah. did I shoot six? Do you feel lucky, Bunk? That was Matthew. I just want to point that out. A little trivia for the fan. A little IMDb for I, the fan. You see, I, my recent memory of Clint Eastwood is him talking to the empty chair at the RNC. It was like 12 years ago. I, well, I don't pay attention. That's true. You don't pay attention. I, well, I, why would I pay attention to Clint Eastwood? He's a fucking American icon. Not my American icon. Lady Gaga, on the other hand. Walk! So... She's like, look, I need you guys to check out this honky cop for me. Can you do that? And they're like, girl, sure, of course we can do that. We can shit. Put a tail on that guy for sure. She's like, great, because I gotta go talk to this other guy. Maybe you know him, uh, uh, Andy. They're like Miller oh. Anderson, huh? Miller Anderson. Miller Anderson. He's got two last names for first names. Yes. Well, he makes a joke about that later on about his name. Good call. You know what? Uh, oftentimes when I go up to places and they ask me for my name and I tell them Griffin. They say, okay, and your first name? Griffin. And I've had a few people who are just so into, like, business-as-usual mode that they're not registering. And so they go, your name's Griffin? Griffin? That has happened four times in my life, Murray, where people have asked me if my name is Griffin? Griffin. I hate when people pronounce my name Murray. It's Do like they? it's yes, it's the most com- it's like, such a common fucking name. Bill Murray, everybody knows Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah no, Murray. everywhere. Yeah. That's crazy. Like uh. my last name, I know people, and I would get a lot. Not so much as adult, as a kid, Murphy. I'm like Murphy. Oh, yeah. Where's the P? <laughs> I don't know. People are fucking retarded. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, like I get my name getting <laughs> fucked up, but whatever. But. Everyone's Murray? just sitting on the edge of their seats to talk uh, about our last names. No, so. everyone's going, yeah, I know that. I know that. Everyone. There's a lot of guys with the Murray name. They're like, yes, I feel you. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so she uh, she goes to see our boy Miller Anderson. Miller Andy. Anderson, yeah. And she's got a new set of furs, as always. She's always got a new outfit with every scene. I love it. I'm into this. I think this works better for a female lead than a male lead. Yeah, and she's she, well. Mr. Mr. Jonathan had two outfits: the safari outfit and the ice cream man outfit. He had three. So, what was the other one? Oh yeah, he did have the tank top with the yeah hiking yeah, boots. No, we had like four because he showed up to the Western <laughs> Barbecue, <laughs> okay. and then he had his. All right, I apologize, cabin Mr. Jonathan, wear, which yeah. was like plantation pantaloons <laughs> and no shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Plantation pantaloons. I forgot that broke your brain last week. <laughs> so she shows up to a dirt bike rally because that's what Andy's into on his off time. He's a mechanic, but his off times. So yep. He... It's just like uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. You got fucking uh, uh, Hunter S. Thompson there is doing coverage of this whole race as well. And she's just like, hey, I'm looking for your sister, Tiff. And he's like, Look, forget, fucking leave me alone. All right, I'm doing something right now. I don't have time for this shit. He uh, does the thing with your thumb where you pull your nose up to signify you're a pig, and then he winks at her. I was like, oh, Andy, calm down. You share a name with my favorite artist, Andy Williams. You and can't he, be doing that. And he's like, I'm up. Sorry, I don't have time for this shit. Call me Andy, by the way, because I don't like Miller. It sounds like a, it sounds like a last name. I hate that shit. I get these issues when I order shit. Andy. And then he just peels out. Apparently, this... 
the whole point of this is to get to the top of a fucking hill? It sounds like the most boringest fucking race I've ever seen. This is dumb. This is dumb as shit. I mean, I have to imagine they're here all day and they're doing various courses, but this course in particular is dumb as fuck. You could have cut a minute out of another scene to have him actually do like a cool course or something. He is literally going up a hill. And then he gets to the top of the hill and they clock his time. That's it. And so she goes up to this curly-haired white guy and she's like, hey, let me get your bike. He's like, honey, you, no, you can't handle this. You can't have this shit. And she's like, look, you see that, that sweet-ass Corvette over there? Yeah, it looks great. I want to point out, we didn't mention this, that the I had to look this up. Her uh, Corvette has like a T-top, like a Firebird. You did not. Yeah. And every time she gets out, the T-top goes up. What do they call those, wing doors? No, wing door would be like a Lamborghini or something. Lamborghini. Yeah. This is just, a, this is just, it's T-top. Yeah. And because like, like in a Firebird, you could remove those sections. Okay. But this one, it just goes, it's on a hinge and it just goes up. And I was like, did they make a model of Corvette like that? No, they didn't. These are specially made for this movie. They only made five of them. Hey, this movie made a, a profit, though. So there's that. And it was just there so her Afro wouldn't get scrunched when she got out of her car. Maybe. But yeah, so the white guy's like, honey, you can't handle this. She's like, look, see that Corvette over there? Here are the keys. If I fuck up your bike, you can have the Corvette. Ooh. And he's like, I like the sound of that. Take it. And yeah. She's like, so she hops on with her furs, her scarves, all this accoutrement. Can I see your can? I see your can. All right, I can see your can. I don't know what that means. You just want to take a glimpse of her butt. Oh. Can is slang for butt. Yeah, I don't know. I respect women enough not to say things like that. (laughs) And so she peels out, beats Andy's time by like five minutes. She gets up there. That immediately, like, once again, it's Griff. The the theme of this movie is respect. She earned respect. Andy's respect. You you don't know who Andy is though. Like I asked you to, you know, knock the snow off your boots when you came in. You got offended by it. Well, Andy, you were very rude about it. Andy could have been offended by her beating his time without any training, anything like that. Like Andy's been working his life to get that time, and she does it in a minute. Not even a minute. Ten seconds. She beat him by four seconds. Five seconds. I forget how fast she beat him. But was... yeah, Andy is all smiles. He's like. Shit! I didn't know you were so good at this. Right, but she's good at everything. She's yeah. Cleopatra Jones. That's right. And she's like, "Well, now that I've earned your respect, can you give me some answers about Tiffany?" And I'm waiting for like an info dump here. No, not even a smooth transition. Just a quick transition to nighttime. She's pulling up to the BNS house, and she's wearing a uh, uh, crown royal cloak that she made. Clown Royal cloak. You know what I'm talking about? Because you don't drink, so you might not understand this. Clown Royal. The little bag it comes in? It comes in that pouch. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got the gold, like, threads on it. And she's got this cloak on where it's the gold threads, but it's black. And it just goes down so far because this is a PG. Even 73 PG where she's not. And you mentioned this about uh, uh, Tamara Dobson. Tamara Dobson. Tamara Dobson, excuse me, uh, is that she would not do nudity. Right. And, and they she, say that might have killed her career. I agree with. I, I mean, it probably did kill her career, but hey, I'm glad she didn't do what she didn't want to do because I still, I really like this movie. It's fucking awesome. Anyways, she's here to get her fuck on. Right. Well, she's here to heal 
our man uh, Ruben. Hey, well, she can't eat, you know, the classic Vinny's Reuben, of uh, course, the Vinny's, you know, classic sandwich. So she's going to get her own Reuben. With some extra nacho sauce. Because that's that's jizz, by the way. Jizz. Uh, he's got his arm in a sling because he got shot just earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's just feeling low. His late, He only sees his lady once a year, basically, because she's saving the fucking world. And she's like, hey, want to fuck like a, like a Vinny sandwich? Make like a Vinny sandwich and fuck? You want to make this no as sense. messy as a, <laughs> a aftermath of a Vinny sandwich? He's like, I kind of do. So we get a very messy, sloppy, but sensual sex scene. I really appreciate that they paid homage to uh, uh, Black Shampoo and they played, Can you feel the love? That's how we know that they're really in love. Yeah. There, there is a long, you know, the starstruck lovers. What do they call us? I don't remember. I'm bad at metaphors and Shakespeare. I don't Romeo like Shakespeare. and Juliet. That we talking about? No, I just meant Shakespeare in general. Just I, I don't, I don't. Never mind. Okay. They fuck, and it's sensual. <laughs> and um, PG there's, sensual. There's no pooping because they didn't <laughs> eat Vinny's. This is not black shampoo, everybody. There's no pooping. There's cuddling. There's a lot of love being felt is what we're trying to say. And yeah. cakes. And felt clothing. And we just cut away. Cut to Doodle meeting up with Mommy. And he's like, bitch, I'm not taking your up. I'm going solo. This I've is, had it with your hunky ass telling me what to do. This is an amazing scene. This is like a big fucking. This is the closest I get to liking like uh, drug mafia type movies. Doodlebug and Mommy going at it. I love this yeah, And she's feeling her power slipping away because... Before, was she just giving him 15% of the cut of the drugs? Well, we knew she was feeling her power slip away when she was telling her boys, not Dalton Castle's boys, but her boys, uh, Zap and Brucey and uh, Baby Tony, but she's feeling her boys slip away, and she's like, we need to muscle these people again, guys. We need to put the muscle on, and now we're seeing that come to fruition because here's Doodle. He's saying, you're not paying me enough. I'm going to go my own way. And Kansas hasn't even written that song, Carry On My Wayward Son. I thought you were going to go Fleetwood Mac. You can go your own way. But that would make more sense. Yeah, I would have. But I uh, committed myself to <laughs> Carry On My Wayward Son. Okay. All right. Go with it. That's all right. So this is where uh, Mommy is just like, look, let's make this easy. Because just like our good guys who are trying to work out things between Ruben and the police – the bad guys are trying to work things out. Mommy's clan and Doodle's clan. So she's like, look, what do I give you now? Like $3 on the million I make? I keep telling you, trickle-down economics works. That shows how much drugs he's making. She can still afford a butler. Yeah. She's like, um, I'm going to tell you a secret. Trickle-down economics doesn't work. Why don't I up you from 3% to 25%? And... You got plug over here, like, oh yes, that's a good deal. That's right. Take that deal. That that's right. Take that deal. And you got pickle on the other hand, going. <laughs> he knows his shit. Well, he knows like that. pickles. He knows pickles are you... shit. Okay, you and your food issues. I don't know. No, I don't like pickles. Okay. All right, I'm not gonna argue that. And so Pickles, I'm assuming, is like, we're just going to wait for Cleo's going to take you out. Once you piss off Cleo, you're done. Well, Pickles doesn't talk for Doodle. Doodle says that. Okay. 
And so you can just see mommy just freaking. She's like, what the fuck? I can't, my control of these people, it's slipping on my fingers. And Duel's like, in fact, you threaten me, bitch? Because they, they're, they're going to walk out and these like middle-aged goons block them. Yeah, yeah. She's He's trying to walk out. Mommy's bringing in her third or fourth uh, German mistress. I can't even remember her name. I, Hilda. I be, it was Hilda? Sure. Oh, I thought it. Uh, I thought it was Vishla, and she was coming Vishla. in with the nice warm uh, uh, schwat. Gretel, and uh, she was just like, "Hey, a little wine and warm schwat, and we'll all just talk this over." And he was like, "No, I'm excusing myself. I'm not drinking, and I'm not eating your warm schwat." She's like, "Fuck you and your Wiener Schnitzel," and just walks. And so she's just she's you didn't meant you. We got away from it, but she's like. Doodle tells her, if you even dare attack me, you're going to be dealing with a whole lot of uh, arsenal and no men to arm it. There's a very veiled uh, threat that she'll kill, he'll kill all of his, her men and leave her just with guns. So just remember, she, he basically put a target on Cleo because she's feeling stressed out because he's like, Cleo's going to take you out. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I'm going to... The best defense is a good offense. So I'm going to send my goons out to get rid of Cleo. So this is where we get, because the 70s, we have to have a car chase scene. Yeah. Especially if you have a fucking fly-ass Corvette. you got to show it do its thing. So we got Cleo driving. We got Griff looking at his phone, waiting for the scene to be over. (laughs) It was pretty long. And we see, we get a lot, there's a lot of shots of her hand shifting gears, too. Mm -hmm. And she's just, they're just driving. I guess L.A. is just empty. You know, there's only what, what, 500, 600 people live in LA, something like that. In the 70s, yeah. you have to tell me. Nowadays, and, yeah, billions. Back and, then, and I so don't it's know. just desolate. So they're just driving all over the place. You know, Zaps chasing after. Her. They go. They got to go to the reservoir, the LA reservoir, because that you know it's that's. Uh, I had to look it up because we've seen this already in a dozen movies. Grease, my favorite. Grease. I've uh, seen a dozen other movies that have it. So I was like, what is that called? That is. Los Angeles's flood control channel. Okay. So and we, so whenever you see that, it's in Repo Man, it's in this movie, it's in a hundred movies. And it's cool. But yeah, it's in a hundred movies. So it's just a chase. We get the we get the obligatory chicken scene where of course they chicken out. Yep. The one driver or maybe this guy hanging out the passenger. This is zap. That was zap. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is like runoff, and just this is gross shit. Yeah, it's filth. He's getting covered. He was Cleo, not at all. Bone dry. She's got her windows down too. Yeah, nothing getting on. I love it. In fact, when she leaves it, her car is perfectly clean, like not even wet. This is like uh, the spirit. When I was watching like coverage of the spirit, I think they aired like a little behind the scenes for the spirit. You know what I'm talking about when I said spirit? Will Eisner's the spirit movie with. uh, no, they I did it. I didn't see it, but I know what you're talking about. It was not. It was not good. It didn't look good. They had a lot of hot women in it. I remember that. And they uh, did the Sin City filter and uh-huh, everything. Yeah. But one of the things they mentioned was like how women in comics and everything they could go underwater and their makeup wouldn't run. So that was a big deal of this movie. And so I was reminded of that because she's getting clearly water is everywhere and she is just not being touched by it. So I was kind of reminded she had of force that. Field. Force field. Thank you. The comic force field. So that's just it. She gets away from the goons. They lose. Cut to a man doodle buck feeling high. He's ready. He's like, this is my move. I'm ready. Just, to- just think about that transition there. We go from the sewers 
to a beautiful upscale club. Okay. It's it's, it's world it's, apart. Was it upscale? It was, I thought it was a regular club. Murray. Come on. There was no pool table in sight. <laughs> well, I think that's kind of classy to have a pool table. Sure you do. Well, if you, I got one in my shack up when I got to relax and go up to the woods. That's where. Yeah. Shack, how do you how do you shack, relax without a pool? A shack with a pool table, and you're like, that's upscale. No, that's downscale. When you no, you're such a snob. You go, you go shack, trailer, mansion. Wait a minute. Those how is are, a trailer better than a shack? A shack is actually a house. A trailer is a. The house on wheels. Sh- uh, no, about. a shack. Do you know? Do you know what Ted Kaczynski lived in? I don't even know what you just said. What did you say? Do you know what Ted Kaczynski lived in? No, he lived in a shack, did it which look like was Mr. a tw- Jonathan shack. Outside, yes. Inside, well, no. Well, I'm talking about the inside, Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> you know why it was classy? Because he had a pool table. That was a hipster shack that Mr. Jonathan lived in. Anyway, so the, he's high on life. He's like, I, I finally told that fucking cracker ass bitch off. Like, I'm ready to go solo. Fuck, fuck everybody. Hey, that's my girl singing right now. So Tiffany's singing, and then at the end, so you you had no idea who this guy was, Griff. But I'm glad you you did mention it earlier. Don Cornelius shows up to go. Hey, isn't this a great lady? The host of Soul Train. You mentioned Soul Train earlier. Oh, that's so me. When I saw this name, it's like I didn't write that. <laughs> This is a reference to the game you know nothing about. Final Fantasy VII used Cornelius as a character. Okay. And I guess this was a reference to Soul Train. That's interesting. I love that. Go on. I'm sorry. No, you go on because I, I don't know who this character is. That you wrote, yeah. <laughs> so this is amazing because, yeah, uh, we got Tiffany singing here. This is the first time we see Tiffany actually named. I don't named. know if I was seeing things. I want to point one thing out. I don't know if I was seeing things. It looked like she had like a very crude like wireless mic. It looked well, like no. a little antenna. Come on, it was seventy three. So I I love all the auditory equipment. I'm well, like when flea markets open back up, I can't wait to find weird equipment. I want to try to get into like circuit bending and shit. But right now it's weird to do because I don't want to buy a bunch of shit on the internet. So, anyways. Uh, yeah, you're right. Her microphone okay. had a big antenna. All right, no, okay, now that's why I'm saying that because I thought I was seeing things. Because the next shot, she's got a wired mic. Like she's I told she did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't notice. I noticed the wired wireless mic, right. and I was like, "Oh my god, this club is so fucking." So cool. I was like, "Am I seeing things? Uh, did she have a wireless mic? I didn't know." I noticed that uh, between scene to scene, the microphone audio, I don't know if they used the raw audio off that microphone for the movie or redubbed it later, but I, I, I did notice the audio changed. So I I always noticed that her, uh, Tiffany, always had the wireless mic. Okay. So did you notice like the MC that came through this? Yeah, Don Cornelius. He had a wired mic? Okay, I don't. I know. I'm asking you. I saw her with a wired mic oh. like, when they cut. Like she got done singing with a wireless, and then she like handed it off to him, and it was a wired mic. That, that's what I was asking yeah. you. Yeah, because his audio is very different. So clearly, they dubbed her audio in, and then they used his audio off that microphone because it sounded terrible. <laughs> it was very much off that raw mic. Anyways, but uh, this is where we get plug pickle and doodle doodlebug. And they're having a good time at the club, but they're not because Doodlebug's worried about something. He's like constantly asking them about like, 
what's the name on the building or something? Like, I thought this was his club or I, may, I couldn't figure this out. You know out. what? I think it was Pickles Club. I think Pickle has some shit going on, too. You know, he has some side shit. Because he's, he's like, why is Tiff working for you? You know? I, well, it's, it's insignificant. Doesn't matter. It's, a, it's much like the character Tiffany. It's, it's insignificant. But she finishes, gets a little bouquet from Doodle. Yeah. And she's looking kind of like she knows it's from Doodlebug. And we get this first look of her where she's like, I want out of this life. Because she does not look like she's enjoying it. Right. Well, she fell in love. It's like much like Marilyn Manson's victims. She fell in love with that fucking the, the money and the high. Like you said, you, apparently you thought this was a very high-end club. She fell in love with that shit. Yeah. And now she's like, I, what is the price that thought I'm going to pay? thought it was going to be our break. I mean, people, they want to get right. into the upper echelon. She wants to inspire people like everybody who auditions for American Idol. That's yeah. her dream. So, yeah. So, where the fucking Mel and Matt been, man? That's, oh, that's... my God. This is the adventure <laughs> Golden Globus Theater has been waiting for. Mel and Matt on a fucking stakeout mission. And they've been following Purdy, and you can just tell what a sleazeball Purdy is. He's the kind of guy that goes to a porno theater and buys popcorn. So this is a one-minute scene that's about to turn into a 19-minute <laughs> scene as we describe it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're tailing Purdy. Goes to, he, he's heard about the latest new flick called Deep Throat. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I got to get down to the fucking Bronx and see yeah. that shit. This would be another thing I wish Taffy was there with because she would, she would know to talk about this, too. Because this is when porn was, like, respectable for, like, five seconds. Everyone was going, like, people in New York, like, like really, like, highfalutin people were going to see Deep Throat. Based on comments Taffy made that I think still made the final product, that Playboy special that you should go listen to, Um, I believe Taffy probably knows a lot about this. Well, yeah. So I, that's why I say I wish she was here. So, yeah. you know, maybe we'll we'll do an addendum later on. Well, so. we've been trying to get her to do an addendum on a couple things, and Taffy has been coming up short, but yeah. she's been coming up strong in the fucking uh, ABC nightly TV specials. <laughs> right. Jeez. So we said it was going to be nineteen minutes, guys. Yeah. So yeah. So <laughs> pretty goes into the theater. Like I said, he's the kind of guy that would buy popcorn in a porno theater. Not me. Oh. I'm not eating anything in a oh. porno theater. It's already frustrating. And you didn't even mention the part that happened slightly before that where you see a man with the jowls, and we know those jowls. And you <laughs> I hear, didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to disrupt our listeners. It's awful. There's a cameo from a, per- people, a, pers- a, a person. I'm calling a person. A, a creature that y'all know. An unhuman actor who has appeared in several movies and stars in a movie that people like to call The Exterminator <laughs> makes an appearance, and you know he's getting the dirty sheets. <laughs> You know he's not paying top price for the good sheets. Yeah, he, he his his credit in the movie is guy in back row. Yeah, it's it's fucking Robert Ginty. Crusty sheets, I believe, is his. We've been uh, getting a lot of Robert Ginty cameos lately. What's up with that? I, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like don't, it either. I don't. Because you're enjoying something, and then it's like a like a shock to your system. You're like, ah! And so we got Purdy going up to the counter, and you even you, Purdy's disgusted by Ginty. He's just yeah. like, what What did I get into? Maybe I got to leave. You know that explains his goober purchase. <laughs> because he sees that he's like yeah because goobers. he's usually a snowcap guy and he just yeah. goes for the goobers and so he gets a couple of baby roots and then a goobers which it's like no i know you you party. don't watch deep throat with goobers come on yeah so and fucking not only are we noticing melvin and matthew are noticing but they're also distracted because melvin's like man those goobers look pretty good <laughs> you got some money you got 15 cents and he's like 
No, not 15 cents. What are you, why are you always asking me for money? And we get a nice little back, back and, and forth, forth about brother, money. Brotherly love. It really goes from 15 cents to $5. He's like, you're not yeah. giving me $5? He's, He's like, like oh, come on. There, there's this <laughs> beautiful Eastern barbecue place over there, and I want, I want to go down there and get some fucking delicious, delicious food. So they're just like, I mean, they're brothers, so it's just a back and forth, and it was fun. And but they, we know they're still they got their eyes on Purdy. Yeah. Purdy's gonna go whack it for the next hour and a half. <laughs> but meanwhile, that just shows how fucking like how fucked up things were. Before, how amazing the VHS was because if you want to see some fucking and you, ain't, you if you weren't getting fucked and you wanted to see some fucking, you have to go in these disgusting fucking theaters. I learned about this from. Did you ever watch Penn and Teller's bullshit? Yeah, I didn't see the porno theater episode. There, no, there was a. I think it was just about the porn industry or yeah. whatever. But there was one where Penn, of course, was talking about it. He's like, I love porn. And back in my day, you used to have to go to these awkward theaters. So being able to do it at your home was a huge luxury because why should I be having this community? And that's why they charge you $100 a VHS tape. For- yeah. I remember when my buddy was working at a porno theater in the late 90s, they were charging $50 for a fucking porno tape. And half the time, the chick on the cover wasn't even in the fucking movie. <laughs> That's crazy. They could, just, they could just get away with that shit. That's it. Thank God for the internet just freeing us of all that bullshit. We can see whatever the fuck we want now. So while they're staking out, waiting, arguing about how much money for how much coffee and food they're going to get... We go back over to Doodlebug, who's leaving his club, or maybe Pickles Club, yeah. and he's like, I cannot wait. I, I'm so fucking stoked. I he He's still riding the high from telling Mom off. Yeah, he finally, you know, he's been eating shit for so long from Mommy. Yeah. And, and now he's just on a high. He's, like, he's riding that high. He's like, I'm done eating that Western barbecue tonight. We're dining on Eastern barbecue and he's just like, you know, barbecue, Eastern barbecue. It's it's just it's just like hair, which is like a woman. And if you treat it good, it'll treat you good. Hold it, caress it, and if it gets out of line, cut it. I don't know where that last line came in, but it got dark. I know where it came in from, Mister Jonathan. That's totally a line Mister Jonathan would tell people. Wow. Okay. It's brutal. Hey, don't cross Mr. Jonathan. So as Doodle is riding this high, he's like thinking about that beautiful Eastern barbecue. Whammo! T-boned. Are we back to Ginty? Oh, because of the... Yeah, yeah sorry. No, uh, Ginty is not driving this truck. Okay. But he did drive a garbage truck and yeah, exterminate it yeah, too, yeah, which I can understand the confusion. Yeah, Doodlebug's car is T-boned by a tow truck. And... Hit multiple times, and it kills fucking uh, pickle and uh, plug. Yeah, just that. And Mattingly, them. and they're Mattingly. having a good time. Mattingly, sir, I don't, I don't like this hair talk you're talking Dude. about. Killed, murdered. Guy's just doing his job. Just doing his. Well, he deserved to die for that yellow outfit. Oh, boy. and so yeah, they're all dead. Doodlebug's okay. He's frattled, obviously, but he's he's alive. And so is Tiffany. The Doodlebug jumps out with his gun blazing. This is sad. This Tiffany is, just takes off. She Tiffany like, Tiffany is fine as well, and she gets off and starts running. But Doodlebug gets out, and he he is rattled. Okay, so he might not be dead, but he is 
fucked up from he's that definitely accident. Definitely has a concussion. He knows he needs to go through CT uh, protocols. Yeah, so he is just like shimmering and shaking. He's got two guns and he's trying to point them and shoot and fucking nasty boy. No, no, that's not his name. Um, Baby Tony. Baby Tony. He's just like <laughs> and shooting and he's. He's missing a lot, but don't worry. Uh, he's, he's a Harley Davidson. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce, on the other hand, who's got his hand over the, he's aiming and firing and shooting and squeezing. Just as, squeezing. Just as Marble Man. That was Man. Baby Tony's problem. He wasn't squeezing. I noticed the thing about um, Baby, t- or not Baby Tony, but Brucey. He also used Master Sensei Seagal's technique. Soft and loose, soft and loose. I don't remember what his technique was. It was oh, easy. It was that soft and e- loose. I know it was a soft and loose because that's Metamuse. Quick and easy or something. Quick and like easy. That. I don't like, know. Oh, fast and easy. <laughs> but no, he's using uh, soft and loose, of course, which is the Metamuse technique. Or fast and loose, great Motorhead song. And it works. And they just blast fucking Doodlebug, kill him. Yeah. This is so sad, but we start to hear sirens and like, we got to get that bitch. And they're like, no, the police are coming. So they run away and we know that Tiffany, she's, well, somewhere at large. She's on the run. So, all right. And we're back to Cleo, who is, uh, she's on the trail of that aforementioned, where did she learn this name from? She learned it it from Mrs. uh, Johnson? No, Doodlebug. Doodlebug. She asked if he had Jimmy. sold it, and he said, no, Jimmy was seen with Snake. Snake. And not Snake Pliskin, everybody. No, this is a pussy snake. This is a pu- this is a pussy snake. He's living in like a... Flop house. Flop like. house, for sure, yeah. Now, how, how good of a drug dealer are you if you're like living that way? Clearly, you're on the low, low, lowest ranks of this drug house. You're yeah. cutting your shit. You're stomping on that shit. It's just... It's more baby laxative than it is cocaine. That's how but bad it is. As we know about a flop house, it's not going to be in a lo- good location. Of course not. So she pulls up right in front of the house. Perfect parking. Yeah. But well, again. They, they said only five, 600 people were living in L.A. at the time. So there's a bunch of rap scaling little kids there led by a t- teenager. Yeah, there's a whole gang of kids abusing a white guy. Who apparently, well, he deserves it because it looks like he stole their basketball. Because he's like, hey, get away. He's got a basketball. I For a minute there, I thought that was Purdy. <laughs> and I thought the kids were attacking Purdy. And I was like, oh, Marvin and Marvin? Melvin? Melvin and Matthew. Melvin and Matthew. I was like, oh, Melvin and Matthew sent these kids on him? No, not what happened. Just so, a derelict white guy who's getting what he deserves, apparently, because he stole their basketball. Yeah. So there is all kinds of people just, like, hanging out on the streets here. But these kids... They see an opportunity because this beautiful Corvette with mag wheels shows, wheels shows up, and they're like, whoa, 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 one takes his hat off and fans himself. Those are some mag wheels he's right there. He's obviously the boss of this gang. Oh, yeah. And he's like, you know, in this neighborhood, they look around. There's plenty of skeezy-looking people. There's a guy, Oscar the Grouch, pops out of a trash can. He's like, yeah, in this neighborhood, you don't want to leave a car with mag wheels just sitting around unattended and cleo does not just like she's she's not she just goes with it she's a improver she's a yes ander she's just like she's a boss she's a so boss she's used to telling people what to do yeah and she breaks it down for these kids she's she, like she touches that sweet little teenager who he might have been like 13 or something she gets him by by his cheek she's like you probably she, haven't even had a wet dream yet that's how young you are exactly and she just grabs him and she's like you know what young lad 
I think you're right. How about I give you $5, you and your little crew here, to watch? No, she, no, she asked him, like, what's the going rate? Oh, what's the this? going rate? And he's like, lady, dollar. And we'll clean your windshield for that. And she's like, that sounds good. And then she gives him a dollar. And she just kind of caresses his cheek a little bit, just laying it in there like. And he goes, tee-hee. So good. So She knows good. how to work a man, even a fucking 12-year-old man. Exactly. So she and goes so inside. without her car. There's not a concern in her mind about her car now, so right. she can go in and talk to Snake on unhinged, unabashed, on something. Unmolested. Unmolested. So she goes up to, she, apparently she knows exactly where he's living. It's just a snake on the, the front. You yeah, know. we didn't have anybody snaking him, <laughs> snaking him out. I don't know what that was about, but anyone watching this guy, she just knows where Snake is. He's got a name around Well, he's town. the world's worst drug dealer. You know why he's, he lives in a flat house? He spends all his money on his clothes, so as we learn later on. The snakeskin clothes. Right. I Look, I've been to Texas, and I've tried to buy ostrich boots, snake boots. They're expensive. Yeah. Like, today's money, know. $900. Back then's money, Murray? $5. Wait, what? $5 went a long way back then, Griff. 900 equals 5 Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why the kid took $1 for protecting the car. That's a good point. That's, that's like $500. That's like $400, yeah, yeah, something like that. Anyways. So she's about to knock on the door. Immediately, this guy attacks her with a fucking Rambo knife. She shuts him down immediately, just grabs the fucking wrist, twists his arm around, kicks him into the room. This is Snake, people. We know why, because he's wearing snakeskin. Snakeskin vest, was it? He's, yes. Yeah. He's very oh. literal. And she uh, she slams him against the door, grabs the knife, and she's like, you're going to tell me what's going on. Did you sell drugs to Jimmy? He's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So we're in a beautiful, this is the classic, you're going to pay two grand a month for this in New York City right now. If you want to live by yourself. Where he has a toilet. He doesn't even have a toilet. Apparently, he a- he'd made a trip to Vinny's earlier because that toilet looked wrecked. Yeah. Oh, he, he did have a toilet. So he's in the, paying, Yeah, in the middle of his fucking room. He's paying four grand for this place because it has a toilet. But it's like his bed, his sink, his toilet, all in the same room. And then there is this little t- tiny closet attached to it. But uh, Cleo, she's just like, oh, you don't know where any of this is? And so she's going through, and she's like, oh, these look like Dolomite design right here. Well, she saw the, the tag. You leave the tag on when it's a Dolomite design. Oh, she has to look at the tag? Yeah. You're saying Cleo doesn't recognize a Dolomite when she sees it? A woman oh, of fashion? Oh, you're, you're right, yeah. I'm sorry, Murray. I just want to give credit to Cleo when she deserves it. Oh. Um, I didn't mean to sassy there like I did earlier. So she uh, she's like, oh, I guess you don't know anything. Well, how about... Do you know anything now? So it's tearing these Dolomite designs. Yeah. And not my not- double knots. <laughs> double knits. Knits. <laughs> I don't know why I read knots, but I read knots. It's- and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And how about this? She grabs those fucking Dolomite shoes with the giant chunky heels. I like this. One screw <laughs> removed them. That's how badass she was. Like, if you're dancing, you could undo that in no time. Rips the heels off. That is the breaking point for him. He's like, I'll tell you anything you want. Well, I think the breaking point was when she found the, the – like, it wasn't even hidden. It was just on his floor. She stumbled Another across. bag? She, no, it was, a, it was a cigar box, which every person I know who keeps weed keeps it in this cigar box. This exact cigar yeah. box. Yeah. So she pulls it up. She's like, 
what about this? And she opens it. It's that five-gallon bag of Coke that we saw on Jimmy Birkin's. Jimmy Beakers, according to your notes. Beakers. Beakers. Yeah. She's like, what about this? This is interesting because this is the same bag. She's like, did you sell this shit to Jimmy? He's like, all right, I'll tell you. Jimmy's clean. There's no way. I, I, I used to sell to him all the fucking time, and I've been trying to get him back on. And he's clean. He's done. He's done. And she's like, oh, that's interesting. But what about you? And she's got like, I don't know. It looked like Play-Doh or something. She's squeezing her hand, but I guess it was like apparat- drug apparatus and shit. So she pushes him into that full of Vinnies. That's a nine flusher, you know. So he was still working on the flushes. And back in the 70s, I imagine you had to cooperate with your apartment building to flushing. So his next flood schedule is like 10 minutes from now. So he's waiting to flush again. But, uh, yeah, he realizes, shit, she's got to flush all my drugs. I had a flood schedule with the Vinny shit in there. That's not going to work. <laughs> it's not. And I think that Coke clogged it up even worse. I, I have to imagine it did, unless Coke dissolves in water, which I don't know anything about. There was so much Coke, I don't know. All I know is Coke. that's his problem. Yeah. And she leaves, and she goes out, and the young entrepreneurial spirited kid was like, hey, lady, I heard some buzzing in your car. <laughs> you got a vibrator in there? And she's like, no, young blood. Where did you hear about a vibrator? That's called a telephone. In a car? That's some bad shit, lady. Right on. Right on. <laughs> she gets in there. I also want to point out, when during the car chase, had a fucking cassette deck in her car. 73, that's some high-level shit. Having a cassette deck in your car? I just want to point that out. And so, yeah, she takes off. And because she, I guess she got word from Mel and uh, Matthew. They're like, hey, Purdy, we caught him. In the, he's in this other abandoned fucking building. A yep. lot of abandoned buildings in L.A. at the time. So she meets up with uh, Matt and uh, Mel, and they're going to they're gonna take on this uh, building because, of course, that's where Purdy's in. Right. Well, they figure he's, gotta, he's involved with his drug shit, too, because he, he, he saw him. He had a, a satchel with him. And they're like, there's got to be drugs in there. Yeah, because he, you know, he planted the drugs on Jimmy. That's what that's what we're supposed to believe. And obviously, based on everything I hear about the police force nowadays, where they say we don't want these racists in our ranks, the Blue Lives Matter people can stay, and the Punisher people can stay, but the racists we got to get rid of. So that's what that's the line they're kind of pulling here. Is like Purdy's a racist, and he is clearly a. Yeah, he's got southern accent. I pointed it out. Yeah, he's got southern accent. He says the N word openly, freely, and only when he's listening to rap. Though I want to point that out. Oh, really? Yeah, only when he listens to rap, he says it. Oh, so he's the one singing along with the fucking uh, with the with with with, with the. But he says Lamar boy Jack. a lot. Huh? Okay, he says boy a lot. He do- yeah, he does say. Yeah, he does. So they're like, "Look, get up here. We're we're gonna we're gonna finish the whole fucking deal." We're going to bust him with these drugs. We're going to get Jimmy uh, released. So Cleo shows up, and they sneak in, and we see it's not a drug deal. It's an illegal gun deal. He's selling some confiscated weapons to some crooks. Yeah. And uh, Cleo confronts him. Yeah. Uh, Mel and Matt, they're just, like, keeping the place secure on the outside. You would think a gun deal, they'd be like, we don't want anybody to know about this, but they're like, they're not about to shoot anybody. 
So when they get found out because uh, Cleo just walks up and goes, hey, this looks like a pretty good deal. Did you remember the five-finger discount? And I met, I think she was, like, making a fist at them or something. The two people she was making the deal with just, like, escaped, didn't they? What no, she murdered them? them. She murdered them? She kicked the guy out a window. These guys are just trying, That's to, right. just trying to buy some illegal guns. They have no problem with Cleo at all. Yeah. They're just, I just want to buy an illegal gun, lady. I want to murder somebody else. So she kicks the guy out the window. It's my Second Amendment right to murder somebody else. When I'm feeling threatened, yeah. Yeah. And he, she throws another guy through a wall. Yeah. And then Purdy escapes. What's the word? I'm sorry. We're going to go far off. You got... <laughs> Your uh, not your drywall, but your um, plaster wall. Plaster wall, and then you have the pallets or what? Are, what's it called? That they lathing. Are you talking about the wood? Lathing. Lathing. L a t a. Lathing. Yeah. That shit is the worst. Yeah. To work with because they cement in between the wooden boards. Yeah. Uh huh. I've done it. Yeah. I know you have. Yeah. This is for the audience. <laughs> it is. I used to pull wires through walls. Murray works in houses today. The worst. Right. I'm sorry. Don't have a don't buy an old house. What we're trying to say. I mean, if you do, just know you're going to be in for a horrible time. Yeah, and it's a mess if you want to like like replace it with drywall. Horrible mess. And drywall is a horrible mess to work with. Drywall sucks. We're gonna we're getting my business thing. But I will say this about plaster: you got to have skill to work with plaster because that shit dries so fucking fast. Interesting. I'm awful at. I've tried tried to patch it. And it's like, no, I'm not I'm not doing it. We're getting into the podcast I wanna have. <laughs> like this is the tippy tip I wanna have because it's just like it's so it housing is so interesting. Obviously me and you did our my roof here and I'm horrible at the finish work. Finish work is awful. Yeah. But even with plaster, just the middle work is awful. Yeah, because it dries super fucking fast. And it's hard as shit to sand if you want to get it smooth. Like people who did plastering are artists. Yeah. That shit is hard. Every time I go into like an older house, it's just like chef's kiss because what the fuck? Getting Anyways. back to Purdy. Anyway. Purdy is running down the stairs. He gets trapped. Matthew's up at the top. Melvin's down at the bottom. And he's like, get the fuck out of my way, boy, because he's got a gun, so he feels tough. That's right. He gets to the bottom of the stairs, and he's starting to throw his boys around again. Boys is his comfort zone. He is used to being white man on top. So when he right. sees a black man, he's just like, remember, black man, you have no place in my world. This is my world. I'm a police officer. He had the mustache. I grew my mustache because I'm an uncle. Did he have a mustache? I didn't think he had one. He didn't. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, it was um, I, I, I can't even remember the word. He, I'm too drunk for this. Um, so, well, he goes on. back up the stairs, but Matthew blocks him. Matt and Matthew's like. Him. Did he say Roy? Did he call us Roy? Yeah, because of the boy. He's like, oh, he probably just called us Roy. So let let's let him go. Well, yeah, they're they're like not. He's got a gun on them, and they're not scared at all. They're not. I love this about the situation. They don't escalate it at all. They just mock Purdy. I love this. Is a beautiful microchasm. I loved it. I loved it. They just mock him, and he's like, I want to get away with my life. He decides not to shoot him, even though he could get away with it. And he starts running out the door. 
when that fucking ladder comes sliding down. Yeah, from the fire escape. Yep, and there's beautiful Cleopatra waiting for him. She does a beautifully awkward... Fuck, uh, I don't know. Aaron Norris, where are you? (laughs) And beats him up, basically, and handcuffs him. And they call in uh, our boy uh, Crawford. And uh, I'm I'm lost here. (laughs) (laughs) We learned that Purdy... He's innocent. He's just selling confiscated guns. He has nothing to do with any of this drug shit. He didn't plant the drugs. I mean, he's guilty of being horrible racist on the police force. who's out to protect his uh, clientele here. Clientele, that's not... Constituents? Is constituents more correct for a police officer? I don't know. What are you trying to say? I was saying constituents or clientele. Like, what is a police officer trying to protect? Citizens? Civilians. Civ- just fil- civilians, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, he's obviously uh, biased against a large portion of his the civilians he's supposed to be protecting here. So, so, the, uh, so Cleo's like, who paid you to plant those drugs? He's like, I ain't saying shit. Where's my lawyer? I want Read me my rights for a change. He's just doing nothing. So it turns out, like, yeah, Purdy, he's just, he's just your average racist like, gunslinging cop. He's yeah, a, he's your Punisher cop. Right. He's your Blue Lives Matter cop. He's your, I got to protect him no matter what because at the end of the day, cops. So the captain's like, look, you beautiful Nubian princess. Dude's, Doodlebug's dead. But Tiffany got away. We're still looking for her. And who told her that who where she was? I forget. Oh, her brother did. But they're like, we got to find her. Yeah, 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 yeah. This right? is I'm what, getting ahead of myself. So, yeah, again, he's just like, we're looking for Tiffany. Mur- Murray was very con- – I'm sorry. We're going off the beaten path here. Murray is very confused about the Tiffany storyline here. <laughs> he's still so he's still trying to remember <laughs> it. I filled him in. He's still trying to, like, get it caught up to speed on our notes here because, uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So the, ca- the captain's like, Cleo – Stay here. I don't want you to get hurt, you beautiful chocolate princess. You've done too much. You're part of the DIP. Go work with Shokazugi somewhere in some other country. You know, let the go L- back to Turkey. Let the LA police to deal with this. We'll get Colombo on the job. He's still active in these days. You know. And then she just gives him a look, and he's like, "I can't say no to you, you beautiful dusky goddess. Do what you got to do. I'll I'll cover you up. Kill it. Many people you got to. I fucking love you." So Cleo just beelines it. She is not even bothered by this conversation. She's like, I already know what I'm going to do. I don't care if the captain cares about it. She goes straight over to Andy. And Andy is a mechanic. A classic 70s job. Let's bring those jobs back. Look, a lot of jobs are being pawned off to automation. You know what? Mechanics, we still need you. Even if we move over to electronic vehicles, we still need you. We still need you guys to rip us off. (laughs) So, come on. You know I'm telling the truth. And so he's just like, do you go to a mom and pop shop for your stuff? Yeah. Okay. It's hard to find a good. I had one and then he he just disappeared probably because he couldn't afford to stay open because he was honest. I have an honest place around here, but obviously it's it's hard to find. Honest mechanics hard to find. I would I would I would suggest my place to you, but obviously it's far for you. Yeah. So he's just like, he's worried about his sister. Now she's like, well, she must be in some real danger. So I'm going to let you know where she is. She's at St. Cecilia's. So she goes She goes to St. Cecilia's, finds Tiffany. Reminds me a lot of uh, Above the Law here. We're going to a church to meet a captive, you know. 
Well, there were hidden. some. There were some illegal immigrants in the basement. There were us. some illegal immigrants in the basement. And uh, she, Tiffany, comes out and she's like, "I'm scared." You know, she's like, "Don't worry, I'll I'll take care of you." Like, why? Why do they want? Much like me, Cleo's like, "Why the fuck do they want you? Why are you important to this this script? Why are you here?" They witnessed the murder. She witnessed the murder. Why she, wouldn't you want to kill somebody who witnessed your murder? She she can identify nasty boy. Excuse me, pretty baby, baby Tony. Baby Tony. Why do I keep thinking his name is Nasty Boy? <laughs> Obviously the tag team, but, but uh, that's yeah. gonna be your nicknames, Baby Tony, now because you got the hair. Oh, I and, don't have that hair anymore. It's getting there. No, it is. And, it's not even close. It was like a year's worth of growth. This is like no. two months, Marie. You're just you're just so against anything that isn't a buzz cut. <laughs> yeah. So Murray so, touches his hair. Uh, Thinking about his buzz cut. <laughs> I'm like I'm thinking I need a haircut. I was just gonna say you're like I need. It's a touching haircut. my ear. I hate that. <laughs> so yeah. So just as she's like, all right, I'll take care of you. Then oh my fucking god! I thought this guy was one of the good ones. It's Sergeant Kurt. He's like in the balcony, and he's just like, hey. I'm <laughs> I'm working for mommy. I'm the crooked cop. I like that. Hey, <laughs> I'm working for mommy. I, I lost my place. No. I know you did. It's just too funny. And he steps out with John Zap Belushi, so we know he's working for mommy because okay. Zaps is her boy. So like, we're gonna take you to a meeting with mommy. So they 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 haul, haul her off. Did we even get to the point that Cleo has gone to meet with Tiff after meeting with Andy? I know yes. we mentioned that. Okay. Yes, we did. You are drunk. Yes, we did. Okay. So <laughs> people listen to this go, God damn, what the fuck is wrong with no. these guys? Do they have close head injuries? Everybody I've talked to who are like, I don't know what that movie was about, but I liked it. <laughs> that's that's the usual uh <laughs> approval we get so this is right on i don't course. know what you guys are saying but somehow it's entertaining the way yeah. you say it yeah so they take him to the junkyard this is where mommy takes care of her her uh her junk she gotta get rid of hey is this a doc uh, oh you're right I is this an abandoned factory no you're not you're right you know what this i is think like- the last time we saw junkyard was a uh, uh showdown in little tokyo Yes, it was. I was like going through my mind. I was like, I know we've been through this. We had a big showdown in a car junkyard before. Cotton comes <laughs> to your heartland, but that was on the docks too. Oh. But that was they were uh, 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 wasting cars in that movie as well. But it was on the docks. So a year ago today, no, we did showdown in Little Tokyo like in May or something. I don't so remember. it's all was, a blur to me. It really is. So, yeah, so Mommy wearing a fuck. I want to say Mommy had a sweet fucking leather jacket. I want that jacket. She has it on. And she, because she's got that full Gestapo look going on. And Greta, I think there's another German. I don't know why she's in a garbage uh, uh, junkyard. We, but we already added Greta, so let's go with the Margaret. Okay. Margaret? Is that yep. German? Yeah, it is. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's incredibly German. I don't I don't know. I thought that was like English or something. Margaret? No, I'm, I'm, I think, I think Margaret, there's a princess. I'm going to say Gretel. Hey, everybody, help us settle this one. <laughs> Anyways, so Margaret comes out. I don't What was Margaret wearing? Hot pants. Like every one of the chicks was wearing. Everybody. Everyone. And okay. she's like, give me some of that sweet hot ass. Woo. <laughs> 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 And I she's like, she's like, 
hey, baby Tony, you've been pissing me off, but I want you to pick out the car we're going to crush. I mean, Marty, you're, you're, you're building this up a little too much for the audience here. She's like, baby Tony, figure out the coffin for our guests here because they have, of course, Cleo and Tiffany captive. And so Tony, baby Tony goes out there to find a perfect car for them to get squashing because this is one of those bricker, compactor, car lot, you know, things. But, I, but they don't do that. It's like a shredder. It is a shredder. Yeah. I thought it was going to be one of the compactors. So did I, yeah. And then it ended up being one of the sh- – anyway, we don't know that yet. So Tony goes out and he finds the perfect – it's Columbo's car. And I was like, oh, my God, that's Columbo's car. This is great. This is a great reference. Um, so that he gets in the car and he's like, Mom, Mom, this is the perfect – wait, this connects him to me again because of my love for Columbo. Yeah. Oh, boy. So he's like, this is the perfect car. Call you Baby Griffey from now on. And then Baby Brucey, Big Baby Brucey, (laughs) picks the car up with the magnetic crane. And Tony starts freaking out. He's like, what are you doing to me? Let me down. And Mommy starts cutting a promo on him. He's like, you failed me so many times. And he's like, Mommy, I promise I won't. Just put me down. And she's like, I believe you. Bitch, you got that ratty hair. You got that fucking... Suit that's too good for that hair, and that mas that mustache that mustache. He didn't have a mustache, did he? It doesn't work. So much so he didn't have one. It's 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 going back to me, Murray. Oh, you're you're projecting. I'm projecting. But she's like, I'm gonna give you a second chance, and he's like, drop him, and then she drops him because we got to get the great line. What well, I, I did let him down, but it killed him. Well, it fucked him up. It didn't kill him. It okay. fucked him up. I just know when we cut back to him, he's bleeding out yeah. of everything. And then they pick it back up, and they put it in the shredder. Okay. And he just gets shredded. And we just see like a piece of jewelry or something flies out. No blood or guts. Just a little piece of jewelry so we know he got shredded. That's the only piece that separates me from him is little, my lack of jewelry. And a little uh, strand of ratty, gross hair. Yeah. <laughs> Blew up. <laughs> so, fuck. Uh, if, if she's willing to do this to baby Tony, her baby... Yeah. What's she going to do to fucking Cleo and Tip? Well, she's going to put them in a station wagon. The that's station a, that's wagon. That's the most insulting of always to die. We're going to put you in a station wagon. Even in the 70s? I thought that was a modern car. Actually, No, what it was, a station wagon was the minivan of the 70s. It was not a cool car Can at all. Can we go on a sidebar real quick? We've done enough already. I can't see why not. Um, modern cars in America. They look all the same, right? Yeah, pretty much. Your your trucks look the same to your SUVs now. And now they're bringing back the Bronco, which looks like a truck. What the fuck? Like that it's just this it's just disappointing. Like this is American ingenuity. Let's make the same car and well, call that's it a what I've thing. always said. Like what are they going to do for like cuz in, obviously, we're, we live in the Motor City, so we have a thing called the Dream Cruise every summer, where people classic cars drive down the main drag of Detroit. What are you gonna do? Like, who wants to watch like 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 a fucking Ford Focus? On a, nobody wants to see that shit. Yeah, yeah. In 20, so what do you do in twenty years? It's still gonna be uh, just like acknowledging these cars. Uh, yeah, acknowledging the cars from the sixties when people were inventive and creative. Right. Corporate guys, this is anti-capitalism bullshit right here. <laughs> Is that everything has just become, let's make the same boring thing for years since the 60s when they were trying to make interesting things. And they make... Well, I think that's life in general, I think, now. Everything is like that. Like, everything's boring now. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Like, architecture's boring. 
Like everything's like a McMansion now. Like everything looks. Oh, insane. oh! When you said architecture, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, when you said houses, I know like, all like about the houses that shit. right now back no, here. No, no, no. Yeah, no, I know all about that. I these these are the houses I worked in. Right, and they're awful. They're constructed horribly. They don't are, buy yes. one of them yes, because I've worked on many of them. They, yeah, it's junk. They are junk. It's All like right, plywood and drywall. And you wanna you wanna mock the houses that were mass produced in the sixties? Those were made by like real people and everything. I don't know. They're 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 what they are, but they're more solidly built than these fucking oh, houses. I'm not trying. No, oh, never mind. Okay, <laughs> sidebar done. <laughs> okay. So He's our hero, presented. our hero has been put up into a. Uh, Station wagon. Station wagon with yeah. Tiffany. Tiffany freaking out. Cleo just like, man, my furs are going to have to go to dry cleaners after this trip. And so they're being raised. Yeah, she's totally not selling it. You're right. She's yeah. so cool. Well, she's a spy. She's a special agent. Special agent, excuse me. And uh, just as she's about to be crushed, they're about to drop her on the shredder. I like this. Her confidence is so fucking just like out of this Griff, world. Respect. That's the theme of this. She thing. just senses respect. Well, no, because it's like cheese. She, she just knows senses she, it. there's somebody she can count on. Uh, that's then, what I mean. And then you hear somebody order Reuben with extra nacho cheese. <laughs> and it's our boy Reuben healed miraculously from that sweet pussy that fucking Cleo gave him. That's he was shot two joke. days ago. And his arms work perfectly now. And he, of course, saves her. He puts the car down. I mean, he's not doing anything stressful here. So I, I didn't notice this because I wasn't paying attention this time. But apparently on IMDb, it's fl- it goes back and forth between a magnetized thing and a claw thing. Yes, it does. Oh, oh boy. That was a fun one. Yeah. My brain was very confused. And so was Mommy's like, well, fuck. I want my middle-aged gang to take care of these guys. But no, he ain't alone. Ruben ain't alone. He's got a little sauerkraut with him. Oh yeah, they bring in everybody because this is uh Mel and Mar Mel and oh, Matt Melvin, Melvin and, Matt, and yeah. Matt. They had also rounded their crew. They got the kid who is like protecting the mag wheels. They got everybody from the neighborhood there, and that's what's beautiful. This is what I thought. This is why we need the BNS house, because it brings the community together. This is what the whole Wall Street bets uh situation looked like, but this is for real this time. And so they all come out. They're attacking. Uh, there's a bunch of kung fu fighting. All the moms, like five guys, are getting taken down. Mom's trying to run away with uh, Bruce, was it? Probably. Probably Bruce because that was her top guy. Kurt tries to get away. He gets his ass kicked. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Ruben did it. I don't know. It's this if, like you were saying, the action isn't very good. Oh, I yeah, because Kurt, Kurt is there. This is when we finally learned that Kurt is 100% one of the bad I guys. I want to point out, though, if you look – in the background, in one scene, you can clearly see Shokazugi and Dennis Miller fighting. Yeah, that was the interesting part. Yeah. They're fighting down the right. the one uh, uh, crane over the waterfront. There, right. there was like a tanker in the background. There. While Cleo and Mommy are going up like a conveyor. You think boat. they would have worked out a night like, hey, we'll film at this time and you film at that time? But no, it's filming at the same time. Very interesting. Go watch. So- uh, Oh, uh, Rage of Honor! Rage if of you want to, if you right. want to see one, and if part Rage of, of Honor, that's the, the the thing is, Rage of Honor, it's the opposite. You can you can see Cleo and uh, Mommy because they fighting. were filming from the water inwards. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. And so we get the kind of fight you'd expect when a, a young black woman and a elderly white woman fight. The elderly white woman gets the shit kicked out of her. Wow, who would have thought? And she gets thrown a hundred feet off this like, conveyor belt, but she survives. She lands, survives. Well, it was muddy, I guess. I don't know. And impacted. Uh, I don't know. So, 
I don't know how to uh, excuse that. I don't know. That would have collapsed her body. I guess it's a PG movie. You don't want to see an old woman get murdered. It's a good point. So it's party time. We did it. We 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 stopped. Now black people can run the drug trade in L.A. Yep. And so we're having a great party. I don't know what was going on with Cleo's hair in this scene. There's feathers in it. Mm. There's fucking braids. I like this. And to add to the confusion, this scene starts with a zoom out on a close-up of her hair. So you're just like, what? Am I looking at a turkey? And it keeps it coming out. And you're like, oh, that's Cleo? I love that. This is a great imagery because she's going back to Turkey. That totally fuck. I think you're right. Oh, my God. I didn't even put that together until just now. Yeah. Because she's got feathers poking out in her hair. It makes no like, sense. Her hair makes no sense. Oh, it's, Mr. Jonathan did not work on this hair. I'll tell you that much. No, she's... Artie she, might have, after being sodomized by that curly hair, maybe it was... Uh, maybe, no, maybe no, it was, Maybe no. it was a pity, like, hairstyle. Like, she felt bad for Artie, and he's, like, fucked up. He's on drugs, probably, from painkillers. I th- and he did that. I think she's just an artsy woman. She's a she girlfriend. Want, I see a turkey in your she life. Want, she wanted to do her own thing. I can't well, believe it, Artie. Well, I can't <laughs> believe a second party was like, let's do this. Well, she did her own thing all right. I don't I've know, never seen that hair look, before or after. We got to do a whole tippy tap on Artie's <laughs> life after the curling iron. That's not for this. And I really don't want to rope Artie into this, Murray. I really don't want to rope just, Artie into I'm this. I'm just speculating. That's I'm fine. Asking, much like QAnon, I'm just asking questions. I, I understand that. Artie was not involved with this one. Okay, though. I'll, I'll buy it. Okay, so, great party though. Right, it's great, great party. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a western style barbecue. It is a western style barbecue. I noticed that because they have a live cotton candy machine and just fried chicken and lemons. In they a bowl. turned the tennis court into a roller track. Of course, they did. Right. There's some roller boogieing going on. Of course, they did. A lot of popsicles, a lot of hot dogs, uh, and just choking on them, like uh, eat them like normal humans, <laughs> you know. But no, they're choking on them, guys and gals alike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and so once again they've had their once a year fucking so like uh, 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 Cleo's got to tell uh, uh, <laughs> it's time for me to go there's more adventures in my life I, I have to save the world I can go back to Turkey he understands he's bummed out but he understands yep, yep. and then uh, Crawford comes only white person allowed at this party is yes. Crawford yep. and you know why because he's one of the good ones group. one of the good ones yes Captain Crawford, you're one of the good ones for Cleopatra Jones. 100%. So much so, ones. she gives him a pity kiss. He's a little peck on the lips. Yep. He fucking creams his jeans. He's like, oh! oh, oh. Ah, he goes, Donald Pleasance right there. I like it. <laughs> you're the dude, hey, number one. Exactly. I'm glad you knew what I was going for there. <laughs> he just faints, and then they walk off because uh, Ruben's a gentleman. sees her to her Corvette, puts her in the car, and... There's even, uh, you may have noticed, our our junkie from earlier in the movie, the guy they were yeah. feeding chocolate bars and orange juice to, which we'll go Well, off Jimmy's the- there, too. Yeah, he's there. Yeah. And Jimmy. He, and Jim- we realized he I didn't was- know if that was Jimmy or yeah. the kid who was. No, uh, Jimmy got released. It was Jimmy because Jimmy got it released. It was Jimmy. Okay. And so he was like, he wanted, he wanted to thank Cleo for thank you for getting me released. You know, okay. I was, I'm clean. I'm, I mean, I'm back on drugs now because I was in prison and I got hooked back on drugs. Right. But I was clean before. Because prison and drugs, yeah. Right. Hand in hand. And you ramen noodles, mean, apparently. Yeah. Have you heard about the rate of ramen noodles in prison these days? <laughs> no. Seriously, it's like $14 for one little thing of ramen noodles. Like, it's a high commodity. The, the prison sells it that way? 
What's that? Prison, the prison. Yeah, that's the prison economy of ramen noodles. It's like fourteen bucks for a packet. But it's it's prisoners making fourteen. It's not the prison itself selling it for fourteen. Well, no, people are sneaking in the ramen noodles because oh, okay. they're legal. Well, I don't country. know. I didn't know they were because they're be, legal. You know, why would it be illegal? They eat ramen noodles. Why? You why they want them because they're so cheap? Because you want to give the prisoners the shittiest but stuff. But not they everybody. Can. It's just like old folks' home where not a lot of people come visit them. So the people who do visit them and bring them ramen noodles and they get the ramen noodles, <laughs> they can then send them to sell them for a huge fucking profit. I'm dead serious about I, this shit. Yeah, I believe you, but it's, it sounds dumb. It's so sad. It is sad. You could buy a ramen noodle for thirty cents, a current twenty twenty one dollar, and yeah, in prisons it's Griff, like it's can like we five dollars. Episode. Yes, we okay. can finish this episode. Because we finish with a nice little right on from a boy Crawford. He just, he collects himself and he goes right on, and it just freeze frames. I loved it. And this movie was such a success, it did spawn a sequel that we might do next year. I think we will do next well, year. Well, I know we will because Melvin and Matthew become special agents themselves. Yeah. And Dip? In Dip. Working with Shokazugi? Who knows exactly? Well, like once again, Griff, we were talking about the final fight. It all comes into place. He was doing his own drug thing in the background. Right. All right. Great, Next week. Great fucking movie. I don't know how we build... Well, there goes my mic. I don't know how we build on this one, Murray, because we've already hit two fucking top notch I hope movies. we don't, because this next movie, neither one of us has seen, but I watched the trailer, and one line made me want to do this Oh, movie. no. I, I've, been, I've been getting hype about this for some reason, and I forgot that we agreed to do this movie, and so I was like, hey, Tim, have you ever heard of this movie? <laughs> I was like, yeah, the movie I told you to find last yeah. week. So I already acquired this movie, and I was like, oh, yeah, I already have <laughs> Totally forgot. This movie, if you're a fan of Captain America Winter Soldier, and who isn't besides Griff? Yeah. Uh... You'll know that Falcon actually recommended the Captain America listen to the soundtrack to this movie. Really? Yes, he did. Interesting. Good poll. That's for the rubes out there like Marvel movies. It's a little movie. I'm going to tell you the line that made me want to want to do this movie from the trailer. He's been a man since he was a kid. <laughs> Not just any man. Trouble man. We're doing a movie called Trouble Man. I hope sometimes these blow up. I, I have a good feeling this is going to be great. Because sometimes they blow up in our face. Much like we learned from our last tippy tap. But we were like, this is going to be great, guys. We're going to have an awesome, sexy time. And then we're like, holy shit, this I, woman was murdered. I have a hard time believing any movie could be as exciting and then <laughs> sad. Just complete sadness. Is that Because I meant to mention this earlier, and I hate to mention this now, but... Holy fuck, I listened to that one podcast Taffy recommended me about Dorothy, Dorothy Stratton. Stratton, which Stratton wasn't even her real last name. They changed it for her Hollywood last name. And that poor fucking woman, 19 years old, just being like warped by Hollywood. The only way you can get in is do what we tell you. Well, if you want to know the, that, go listen to our Playboy. I'm, I'm just so time. happy to know of Cleopatra Jones, uh, Tamara Dobson. Yeah. And that she was not willing. That that's actually well, the yeah. perfect. Well, I don't. I actually, if you look at her Wikipedia, she had a sad ending too. No, god damn it! I was gonna. <laughs> she say, wasn't murdered, but she died relatively young. She did. No, she did. Yeah. Like a lot of the people involved in this movie died relatively young, which made me sad because they were all <laughs> like basically. Yeah, they were all like under sixty. Well, shit, we didn't even mention because we did. We did a Screech reference last week. Screech died. Screech died. <laughs> <laughs> Because, 
G and G curse because it seems like every time we do a movie, somebody dies. So I hope nobody in Trouble Man like is still alive because you might die. Oh God! And so that's where we leave you. And uh, as always, Murray. Well, it's really fun. You're gonna be cold as fuck this week. If you're in the north, I pray uh, that your fucking your I pray your furnace stays on, Griff, because you're gonna need to keep it warm. Dennis is coming tomorrow. <laughs>